chosen breed. You don't see too many like me. Cause I, cause I am. One of the reasons you do what you do when you want to be me instead of you. Cause I, I am. Still on beat. Showing love to the streets. Come on, you know me. Cause that's who I am. Oh, well, good evening, Shock Jock fans. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Kevin Hastings, myself, Hunter Yancey. Zach Mayhew is in the house today like he usually is on Wednesday. Sometimes he's here on Mondays, too. Hope everybody, all of our listeners, whether you're from the area or you're listening outside the state, maybe even outside the country. We've actually had a couple people say they're outside the country. I hope everybody is having a fantastic exactly. we had Wednesday. People, we had a guy from New Zealand watching during the draft. He, oh. he said he wanted football news, and we popped up. So I was wow. like, that's the greatest thing we've ever heard. So look at that. Interesting. We are higher up in New Zealand, I'm guessing, than ESPN is. And that that just tickles my fancy 100%. Anytime I can beat those bozos, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm going to. I think I got my camera right. I'm very picky. I'm very picky. I'm, I think I got it. I think I got, you got it. I got it. We got a bunch of things to talk about today. Heartbreaking news just came across my God, my news feed, Hunter. And you know, I had a list of things to talk about today. But just you know, in times like these, bad things happen, and you just—it's ah, tough. It's so tough. But news news is that uh, Yadier Molina may be willing to and have to play for another team next year. And I just don't know what to stop do. Stop the presses! I just, I just don't know what to do with myself. Stop Hunter. the presses! Mm-hmm. That is breaking news, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. The 38-year-old's contract uh, ends this year. Uh, he's getting paid $20 million. Um, and he just basically said he just wants to play baseball. Uh, I'd love to be back in St. Louis, but we'll see. Uh, what happens with that, uh, like I said, the reality of, of the business is, is it's difficult for a 38-year-old catcher. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, going forward with that. Um to do, to do all-time leader in caught steals percentage, Hunter. Not bad. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. Real no. question is, is Kevin, do we just lay to, rest, lay to rest then all the winning seasons now that the St. Louis Cardinals will have in the future? Yes. Without Molina. They're done. It's just over. In 17 years, Hunter. Yes. Had one losing season. And they had 79 wins. That's a pretty good. <laughs> that's a pretty good losing say season. That again, I'm for, for, from if I remember correctly, uh, in 17 wins for of Yadier Molina's career, uh, 17 years, one losing season, and it was 79 wins. Mm. So you can just throw winning seasons out the window now. Not no more playoff berths. Nothing. Well, he, well, here's the deal: is he, and the biggest thing is is his um, the ERA Zach team ERA is he's it's one one run lower when he's not out there. Or order he yeah, is out there because he's like uh, <laughs> he's like the quarterback. I mean, I, I mean, right. what a catcher definitely really is. You know, he's got control of everything. There's such a difference when you have a good catcher as opposed to a mediocre or, or okay catcher. Um, the best teams I've been on in my life always had a good catcher. Um, anytime you can keep the other teams from, uh, you know, defensive wise, the, the strategy, the, the work that they put in is just in. Just incredible uh, if you if you can get a good one. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, wanted to bring that up a little bit. Nothing major yet this exact minute, but just uh, just saying that he would be willing to move on to another team if he had to. Uh, hopefully that wouldn't uh, come up. Um, started in 2004 uh, was his first year. Got 51 games in. Um, 
here's the here's the seasons. Uh, sorry, I was off one game, Hunter. It was seventy eight wins instead of seventy nine. <laughs> With Yadier Molina on the St. Louis Cardinals, their win totals one hundred five, one hundred eighty three in a World Series. Uh, seventy eight was their worst year in two thousand seven, and so they haven't had a losing season in thirteen years. 86, 91, 86, 90, 88, 97, 90, 186, 83, 88, and 91 wins. Mm. I don't know what to do. Throw it out the window. I just don't know what to do. It's all over now. It is. It's all over. It is. The dynasty is over. Maybe. Maybe not. He said maybe get another contract. They lost and everything was good, but... <sighs> right. I still think the I position... Think that, it still that goes back to position. You know, I mean, position right. is... is well, think, even if you you know you look at the offensive stats, you look at Pulis' offensive stats, he got a gold glove, but it's still not the same as making your whole team's ERA one run less. Yeah, yeah. I mean that right there is just that's so pretty huge. effective. That, that right there is so huge, and uh, it makes such a big difference. That's effective. All right, Hunter. Yes, um, Zach's here for Wednesdays. Uh, we had um, Monday. We touched on some of the last dance this week. Uh, we've got NFL draft. Zach has not been around no. for any of our draft stuff, so he has not. We're going to talk some of that with him today. NASCAR looking to reopen uh, May seventeenth in Darlington. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have two races in Darlington that week mm-hmm. before uh, they have um, the Coca Cola six hundred. Uh, Cooper has announced that uh, they're 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 probably going to let that happen without fans, more than likely. Don't know about the all-star race yet, if that's still going to be hailed or if they're going to fill that with another race. Got it. Um, Gaston County announcing today they're, they're reopening businesses, uh, uh, non-essential businesses Purchase. from 5 o'clock. People are lo- some people are losing their minds, but, you know, Zach, you work in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, JP works in a grocery store. Uh, yeah, at, is there not a greater chance of you spreading it at a grocery store than a mom-and-pop shop that gets 10, 10 customers a day? I will say this, this is my opinion. If you go to Ace Hardware or Lowe's, right, yes. or the grocery store, yes. you're going to see how many people's loaded up there. But if we open everything, this is my personal opinion. If we open everything, then that's going to spread the people out and keep a them little bit further. I, that's why I agree agree with. You know, I mean, we're right. seeing a lot of traffic in the grocery stores, and we have to because they can't go anywhere else. Well, right. well, this the, the, this country, the backbone is small business, and the fact of the matter is, how do you tell a small business owner? That you're not essential and you can't open, but the billionaires, Amazon's still open, Walmart's still open, all the grocery stores still open. The guys who have two and three commas in their bank accounts, they get to be open, but everyone else mm-hmm. isn't, and, and that's hard for 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 people to uh, to really deal with and and accept. And and, and I see that the small businesses, I mean the 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 the, the barbers, and, and especially the people that work on tips and cash and and, and things like that, you know. Um, I, I really concerning about um, w- w- what to do. I, I it's I, you know we don't have the answers, of course. Um, let's see. Uh, so baseball is talking a little bit about um, another option that has come up that they're discussing. Hunter, we talked mm-hmm. the great we talked grapefruit league and cactus league. Yeah, splitting them that way. Now, have you seen the new proposal? I've not seen the new proposal. Three divisions. Okay. And that's and that's, that's it. it. They haven't said whether or not there's going to be a DH or not. I would imagine mm-hmm. it's all DH if you're going to do three divisions. Uh, but the three divisions are going to be East. Bat the eight field players. I know. I have solved everything. I have solved everything. You talked to us about that. Yes. The yes. eight batters. 
Um, yeah, Hunter, I, I, I'm. They've they've got to they're going to figure that out. I guess announce that part uh, coming up soon. Uh, well, so I to read you the the divisions real quick. So, so everybody's. So there's no like you're saying there will be no NLAL. No. There will just be three divisions and they would split the teams up and they would do evenly. a seeded tournament. And, okay, that's what I was about to ask. How would they have the playoff system? They set haven't up? said how many teams yet, but it would be a seeded tournament. Okay. Whether that's eight, eight. twelve, or or sixteen. How I, many I already know. make it? Eight. Well, it was five, and then they just add, they, they just add, add they were going to add one or or two this year. Was it one? So mm-hmm. ten or twelve, twelve. I think they were going to the NFL type thing because they yeah because that's what they, the that's NFL what everybody was in arms about <laughs> is they're like oh everybody's going to start getting in with losing records and because I think they were just setting it up where only the one seed got a buy like the highest the highest uh, seeding got a buy. I don't know. We'd have to. We could, you know, we have the internet. We can always find it. I'm just, yeah, I'm trying that right now. Yes, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to sit here and think if they went to a seating system. I mean, to me, it, they would probably have to mirror what the NFL is doing. If you're only going to have three divisions, three divisions: West, Central, and East. Makes sense. So that makes a hundred percent sense. In the East, are your Braves? Yeah. No, no, no. Braves are in the Central. What? Yep. Here's your east. It's gonna be. It's mostly northeast. Oh. Except. Except Tampa Bay <laughs> and, and Miami. <laughs> it's the northeast in Florida. That's it. It's the northeast in Florida. Wow. I guess they're going along they do vo- Baltimore. Are we going along <laughs> voting districts in this blue and red? And blue well, now I'm confused because does this mean they're going to allow travel? Yes. Okay. So it's not just going to be held up in Arizona. The, the players, Florida. including your hero Mike Trout, were were mad that they weren't going to be playing home games with and staying with their families. The players did not want to be living in hotels for the year. Is what they were saying. Well, that makes sense. I, I can get behind that. So so living all, living in a hotel would be pretty bad. Three centralized locations is what they're going to do. No, no, no. It's just three divisions, and you and, and you're and traveling it, within that. Year what division. they're doing is they're making it everything regional, so you have yeah. less travel. So it's Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Nationals, Orioles, Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays, and Florida. Out west in Florida, which it, is Tampa Bay and Miami. Out west, it's Arizona, Colorado, Texas, Houston, Seattle, and California. Got it. All the LA, all the LA and Oakland. How, how many? I, I, I forgot how many total teams is in the MLB. Is it 32? 30. 30. Thirty. So they got two less in the NFL. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the central, what do they have it broken up to then? I was trying to think of Six divisions mind. of five? Six divisions, okay. I was thinking you were talking about three divisions. No, no, overall. I'm talking about, I'm talking about right now. Yeah, I'm they're going about three right divisions now. of ten. Because it's, so, okay, three divisions okay, of ten. Okay, that's what I was trying to do. Okay. six of five, they're going three, three of, three of okay, ten. Yeah, I got it. I don't see, uh, so they the, should follow this as going forward. So in the central, Cubs, I'd be fine with it. White Sox, Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins, Braves, and Tigers. That division... Is actually a lot stronger than I thought it was going to be, because Cleveland is good, the Twins are good. Didn't they? Did, well, isn't Milwaukee in there? Milwaukee's mm. good. Chicago's good. Atlanta's good. It's basically and St. Louis is good. Let's see. They kicked out. Let's see. They kicked out. Somebody from the Central Division had to get end up in somewhere else. They had to probably end up in the West, and then and then the Braves ended up in the Central. They probably put the Texas Pirates. teams. Pirates. Oh, the Pirates. Pirates got moved to the. It's basically the divisions are set east, east, central, central. Instead of just putting them in those divisions, they they switched Pittsburgh and Atlanta. So Atlanta will be jumping out of the east to the central, and Pittsburgh 
will be moving from the central to the east. So essentially, Atlanta's doing the most travel out of any team in the central. I'm pretty sure the only team, oh, Atlanta, the only team that they're going to be close to in that division would probably be St. Louis. Let's see. Where, where, where's the teams at on? Oh, shit, Hunter. You might what be website right. are you on? That's what I'm saying. I'm on USA Today. Okay, because it, it's not shown on ESPN. They, yeah. Atlanta, it seems like to me, has just been now the focal point besides maybe the Northeast teams traveling down so to who Florida. who was the closest team before? Washington. I mean, that's my, still... No, 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 Miami, Miami. Baltimore at? Miami's not the closest. No, it's no. not closer no. than, than Washington, D.C.? Miami's an eight-hour drive from, from, from Florida, <laughs> from Jacksonville, Florida. Hold on. No, I'm just saying, you know, good and well, these teams are not driving, well, first right. of all. I mean, we could put them in the old buses. Put them in the Greyhounds? Farm League them, yeah. Farm League them. <laughs> that would be So if, you just, if you're just it. talking airtime... The Braves have probably the worst travel schedule besides maybe. I mean, the, I mean, I, I don't know. The teams in Texas going to the wet, going to California. Shit. I did not want to do that. I've I've hit some type of button on my oh map. Oh God! You're going down know. a rabbit hole. It, it went to a hundred. You ever did a flyover? I've no. never seen that button in my life. Hmm. I've never done flyover. Yeah, me neither. So uh, we're going to go to St. Louis, and then we're going to go from Atlanta. St. Louis. From Atlanta, Georgia to St. Louis. All right, eight-hour drive. I'm betting but that might flying. be the slow. I know that, Hunter, but damn. I'm <laughs> you can't just click on something that says fly. No. Okay. Not that I know of. You I, know. Could, I mean, you could drive flights. Know. Atlanta to St. Louis flight time. But, I mean, drive. I know they're not driving, but I'm just, I was okay. looking the shortest distance. Right, I was just fine. trying to figure out okay. what's shorter for you. That's Here. fine. <laughs> not flying. <laughs> All right, let's try. Uh, you said Baltimore, no Washington. I guess that was where. The, where's that? Where the Nationals play at exactly? Washington in D.C. Is that what they're gonna? I don't know anything. I, I don't know where they. I don't play. know if they're in. I don't know if they're in D.C. because a lot of those sports teams might claim D.C. but they play just outside. Right. The that's why I was. Uh, I didn't know if you knew exactly. I, I don't know the exactly where, that, where the Nationals play. Uh, St. Louis is. Actually, an hour and twenty-five minutes closer than the Nationals. Well, I'll just wow. say flight time from Atlanta <laughs> to St. Louis about an hour thirty. I can't find the team, so <laughs> Zach's just, just lost. Zach, as simple as you can be: East, all the East teams, yeah. Central and West. Except they traded the Braves and, for the Pirates, and, and and no National American League has nothing to do with it. At nothing, all. no, nothing, no, no, no. So basically, they got uh, they got Chicago. Tampa's and Atlanta probably the closest place. Probably to Atlanta. So the how they're probably going to do this then is, are they still going to try and get in 162 games? Right at this point, this yes. This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Miami's 10 hours from Atlanta, so St. Louis is. Why would you not just play it like 100 and just well, nick 62 games? Because the players want to be paid for 162. Still paying get for that. 162. No, the owners ain't paying over 162. <laughs> That's the issue. But yeah, Hunter, I, I'm not sure why they would just uh, why they would send the two Florida teams. Because I want you to think up, about up it. What is worth? By the time we get into this, because when are they hoping to get baseball started again? Probably mid-May. And even if that's the case, it might be closer to June. They will have been. Two months into a season, and then you're going to start up at game one? All right, you ready, Hunter? Yeah, tell me. According the, to 
USA Today, the best, or this is NBC, the best case scenario at the moment would be for baseball to restart in late May, play 140 game okay. regular season that bleeds into October. So they cut 22 games, and they still make it. Wait, wait the regular season will go into October? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I like October baseball being strictly playoff time. The regular season lasted more than a few days in October. hasn't happened since 2001. Uh, in the final month of the season, that was paused because of the September 11th attacks. Um, in an ideal situation, the regular season will lose two months and only 22 games. So how would they cram in 140 into four and a half months? Talking about, of course, double headers. Um, it's possible the postseason could be expanded to 14 teams like the NFL's new setup instead of the 10 they're in now. So this is the discussions they're having for I baseball. think I'd be fine with that. 14 teams isn't a playoff because I think we can all sit here and say you'd much rather see more teams in a playoff I than would, I, I, regular I, season games. To me, it's, it's baseball. It's not like it's football or you. there's so many games in baseball. To, to why, would you, why would you rather mm-hmm. watch – Game 150. Or, exactly. 150 between the Royals and Indians uh, a, instead of, you know, a game, game, one, game one of Royals and Indians in a playoff game. Right. The, the, to me, that it just it just makes more way more sense to have more playoff teams and more games. People are saying you're, you're going to dilute uh, the champion. Um, the, the team with the winning, the best record in baseball hardly ever wins the championship. Oh, yeah, right. 100%. <laughs> I mean, they almost never win. And uh, I, I, could, I could pull that up as a sec, too, to be more precise. There's a, there's a reason why in baseball, unlike the NBA in football, very rarely do we now have the champions repeating from the year before. Just 100%. There's a reason why it doesn't happen. It's because it's baseball just... There are so many X factors that can come into play, and all it takes is one team's bat to be hotter than the next one, and then you can move on. Or some, maybe your starting pitcher comes out there, and he, you think he's your ace, and he ends up being, and he ends up being, you know, a starter. I was, or I'm sorry, he comes out there and pulls a Clayton Kershaw, and just chokes whenever you think he's going to be a starter. So, I don't know. It's just something that I think baseball should look into at the same time, uh, going out there and cutting down the games but giving us more playoff baseball. So I think that would be fine. Right. Zach, do you think that's something that they really should look into? And would this be the year to test that theory? They could test a lot of stuff this year. It don't matter if yes. it's baseball, yes. NASCAR, football, uh, online stuff. Uh, everything's getting a, a test run this year. It doesn't matter you know, what genre you're in or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm excited that these things are starting to open up. Um, I'm itching for baseball. It's been a long time since I've been a fan of baseball. Mm-hmm. And I caught a little bit of it last year at the end of the year. Uh, and I really liked this Braves team after I got to watch them. I haven't watched mm-hmm. in a while. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I'm good with the 100 games. I'm good with the three-team division. Uh, I'm interested to see in if and when they put fans in the stands, how they'll implement everything that they implement mm-hmm. uh, because they need revenue coming in. Obviously, they're not getting mm, a big percent of their revenue from people in the stands and concessions. They're getting it from their TV deals. But um, I would like – I want everything to open back up to where the fan experience is back. You're just not watching on television. Uh, eventually, I want to get Judah down to a, a major league game at some time. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited for NASCAR uh, 
coming up, um, Coca Cola 600. Mm -hmm. And, um, there won't be no fans there either. But You're just ready for stuff to come I'm out. I'm ready for something. You're just I'm like just everybody else. Stuff. And I, I've enjoyed watching some of the stuff on TV that they played. That's this older stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm ready to get it started, ready to see what's going to happen. And and I we, we talked about multiple times in here on uh, they need to nix the 160-game season anyway mm -hmm. and right. go to the 100-game season. And Hunter was basically asking, this is a good test run for it. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I think it's great. Outstanding. I, 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 I think it. this is something really that baseball is. needs to do is – so they said they're going to cut it to 140. Mm -hmm. They're cutting out, the t I think, maybe the first 22 or whatever. Yeah. Look, that's fine. But I think they need to look at, like, the demographic. Or not quite the demographic. They need to look at ratings and see how that does now that there's lesser games. And if it goes up, like, viewership goes up. I think viewership is going to go up just because people are ready for sports to come back. And nothing else on And there's TV. nothing on TV. And, and we agree too with, uh, let's if we took baseball and football and we tried to, to analyze both of them, Kevin's mentioned this before, you can't afford to lose too many games of football. No. no. It's no. One t think about it. There's 160. It's, it's easy. It's 1 to 10. 10%. So if for a football game, it, it's 1 out of every 10 games that you play baseball. And, and they can lose 10. <laughs> so they can lose 50 games. That's like running 11-5. Five, five games. Yeah. 11-5. Yeah. And that's football, it. that's a great record. And you're sitting there going, they lost 50 games. But they, it's just it's 50 over, games. You're right. It's, it's it's a little bit of overkill, and and I think Kevin's mentioned this before, is that uh, it, it originally they had to do it because they had to pay the players. Now they got TV deals. Yeah. So their money's from TV deals and not as much from. Well, and these owners are billionaires, anyways. I mean, act like that's just you still wouldn't make that kind yeah. of revenue. You might make more revenue because more people would come to the ball games because they wouldn't be like, oh, don't worry, there's, uh, there's a game on two o'clock on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah, I can make that. I'll just skip out on work. I mean, even. You know, I, I can't speak of other stadiums other than watching them on TV, especially Tampa. They're but, empty. But you can't, I mean, you could never go to an Atlanta game and it not be half empty in, in, in the in mm -hmm. the new stadium when they increased uh, the, the seating. When they increased the seating, what they did is when they built all these new ballparks, they built they put more seats in them. And then they raised the prices to pay for the new ballparks and the new players. Well, then the TV deals came in and people were like, you know, if you're going to a Panthers game, family four in the upper deck, it still costs <laughs> 400 bucks almost. It just depends on where, you, where you're sitting and everything. You can still sit in the upper deck mm -hmm. for a half a grand <laughs> for one Panthers game. And, and then, or you could sit at home and watch it on TV or listen to the radio. So, um, yeah. And you get just as good of a side. What would you much rather do? <coughs> sit at home on your couch and be able to see everything or go sit in the nosebleed section and have to squint down well, there to see ants running also on the Also, for an example, Hunter, when, when, when you say. I know the fans are paying and what they're doing, you know. So they've, they've struck NASCAR and everybody, they've struck this balance to where, you know, if you can get the TV money in, mm -hmm. you, you don't have to, what you're saying is you don't have to worry so much uh, about the ticket sales and and, and that. Uh, and I think well, some of them, there's going to be pay cuts and, and, and losses in different places, obviously. But mm -hmm. just the, the sheer logistics of it, the, the Hornet Stadium, um, it has 19,000 people in it. I've never seen it with 19,000 well, people in it. Well, besides that, yes. Uh, <laughs> I've never. There, when the Tar Heels played there, that was full. Okay, uh, well, let's say, when another team comes in <laughs> and, and, and like the Tar Heels is playing uh, on college, it's full out yeah. in, the, in the lobby. Lakers fill it up, too. Um, so, you, you know, the sheer numbers of it, even in a football game, Panthers hold 60,000 people. They get a million viewers. How many more people are, 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 are tuning in? And so the, that, that's what the... Uh, they're getting the money from the, the, the TV revenue and the TV viewers and the advertising. I, 100 I just think uh, this is a great time for baseball to look at that and say, you know, 
our viewership went up with fewer games. Mm -hmm. But of course, you're going to have to bring it to Manfred's attention and somehow convince that old fuddy-duddy who's stuck in his ways that this is really the way you should go. You should make the games more meaningful. Because, I'm serious, I think we can all agree, game 150, like you said, a game between Kansas City and Cleveland is meaningless. It really is. It's meaningless. Especially if one team is a bottom feeder and the other team has already solidified themselves in the playoffs. No. No, Calvin. I'm not. Not at all. I'm not talking about you whatsoever. How did that come up? I think he heard me call somebody a fuddy-duddy. Oh. <laughs> I'm not talking, and I'm not talking about Calvin. I'm talking about Manfred. Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred, Rob Manfred MLB commissioner. But, uh, you know, nobody wants to see the bottom feeder play a top-tier team for the 17th time. Nobody does. And But in football, if you've got two heavyweights getting ready to go up against each other, and, and the only other time you would see it is when you get to the playoffs, that's, what, that's why it was the 49ers and Baltimore game this year had such high ratings because everybody was saying, that oh, the only other time we could see this is a Super Bowl preview. Both these teams are so good. Meanwhile, you've got the Braves over here getting ready to play the Nationals for the second time on the season. Say, oh, don't worry, they got to play them 14 other times this year. If you don't tune in for this, you're not missing much. You're not missing much. So I just think that sports could take a lot. I know money-wise they're not going to do it, but or paying salary-wise at least, but they, they can learn a lot from what football this, does. They're still starting this dumbass idea, though, that you might be able to pick your opponent. Instead of just doing it by record. No, stupid like, why, shit. Why, why would that shit. even be an option? The the other thing they're talking about, another one, Hunter, is um, neutral site playoff games. Um, neutral site World Series, maybe. Uh, I, I, I think like, we did talk about I the like neutral the World site World Series. Series. I like that. Um, I think that would be awesome. It would be a boom for whatever economy. I mean, that's seven games, maybe, instead of mm-hmm. instead of just uh, two or three at lean basketball. It's tough. Like, you know, football, you have the whole week. Everybody goes down into the media. The media would love to win the World Series World week. Series week. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. World Series media week. They would, that, that, that would be the greatest week. Because even then, couldn't Charlotte technically be in a run for that to host the World Series? I know the stadium's not big enough, but if they were able to just make the stadium bigger, then we I know we don't have a pro team, but then you would have these, you know, other cities would be in the play. What do you think about November, early November weather for in Charlotte baseball? I don't think it would be bad. Yeah. It wouldn't be too cold. I've been and I don't think it would be hot. Games out there. I don't think it would be, and it wouldn't be too hot. I mean, here's the thing. Do you want November right. in New York, I, or tough. do you want November in Charlotte? What's tough about baseball, just playing in general, is 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 they, they play in so many different weathers as far as temperature-wise. You know, they don't play when it rains or snows, of course, but temperature-wise, like hitting a baseball at 95-degree weather or 100-degree weather so is the totally is, different than the 50 air is degrees. so much lighter <laughs> in the heat it's than not. it is when it's cold. It's just dense. I mean, even in, play, see, even in playoff games now. You can hear it when it hits the bat. Yeah. Just the difference. See, I, I, I've been wanting them to, to reduce the games now so they'll have more playoff games. I actually wanted them to bump the season out of November. I don't want a single game in November. Well, I, my birthday is the 28th, and, and Halloween's the 31st. I know it can get cold in, in, that, that week, <laughs> yeah. especially Man. in New York or, or somewhere Boston. else. I've been in Chapel Hill, and it's been freezing mm-hmm. on Halloween. So I, I, just just to me, they, they I, I would rather them get back up in October with less games, and I think that's better for everyone. And uh, yeah, You're right, this is a good so uh, if you opportunity. So if you cut the 20 games and say we started 
on time, which what was it, April first this year, or you yeah, know, just a, like it, it was close to the I'm start. Of, March twenty nine. Yeah, it was, they, it's they close to opening day. Is almost games. opening day is literally almost uh, April Fool's Day. Well, that was a big April Fool's Day to everybody this year. Thought it was going to be opening day. Psych! Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. So if you might take the twenty games away, so so far they uh, they said that you'd be about two months of baseball. <laughs> So if the playoffs were to start in October in a regular in a regular full baseball season, well, let's just say we take away the two months worth of games, you back that up. That's what July. I think it's pretty. I think it's a good start. I think a July July I, playoffs into September. I think anything. Uh, you're not too cold. In fall might just be around the corner, so you might still have some warm days. I, I don't see why not baseball for four months and then playoffs. That's fine. I don't need six months of baseball <laughs> and then another two months of playoffs. That's just as bad as the NBA is. What cracks me up is, is about baseball Twitter, and and I really see it mostly from Braves fans because I'm more friends with local Braves fans. That's fine. Go ahead. It, it is the the compl- you know it, it <laughs> fan reaction to every single game. Mm-hmm. So again, one out of every ten games is equal to a football game. So I can see it. You know, having certain reactions to a football game, mm-hmm. but just over the years, like for you to get mad at game eighty three and <laughs> over over someone a move a coach made or or someone did something like there's so many games. It's that, like, like, dude, you just got you just, crazy with that. You just got I mad at a we percentage. Put that guy in today. You like, just got shit. mad at less than a one percent game that mattered. <laughs> like, you thought I don't care. So I mean. Get mad over a ten game season and they do something stupid in game four. So if um so if uh a baseball game equal equals basically one tenth of sixty minutes of a football game, six minutes of an NFL game. Right? Yeah. So six minutes in a game. That's Stay like getting that. mad at the end of the New Orleans Saints playoff game. That's it. If 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 Trout only helps his team eight wins out of well, hell, they only win eighty games, seventy some games. But out of one hundred and sixty games, that's oh about five percent. So what's five percent of six minutes? Twenty five seconds. That's all that Mike Trout so makes a Mike difference. Mike Trout helps the Angels one play a year better than anyone else, according to that. And he's making four hundred million dollars. According to that fuzzy math, that's just that's just the that's just just comparative folks from baseball. To football, that's how much a difference that you could say that that guy makes mm-hmm. when you do the math out is is so such a little comparatively as how much baseball that's how much more baseball they play is insane. All right, a uh, couple of comments, Hunter. Yes. Uh, well, well, I lost them because Dad came in and started recording commercials. But anyway, uh, Nelson said that only three. You know, we talked about the NFL number one picks in the Hall of Fame. Only three Major League Baseball overall number one picks have been in the Hall of Fame. Only three. Only 30. Can you name them? I promise you I can't. <laughs> you should be able to name two. No, two. Well, one's... No, I really can't. No. Huh? I can't. Who? Hey, just one. No, I can't. I can't. Only three. Because, see, I don't know, like... I don't pay attention to the Major League Baseball draft because right. there's a damn hundred rounds. Right. It's just as long as the baseball season. Only three baseball players have been drafted one overall. Right. Chipper the Hall of Fame. You, there's one. Okay. I was gonna say Chipper, but I, I was—I didn't want to be stupid in case he went like second or third. Definitely wasn't Todd Van Poppel. No. <laughs> you know who it could have been uh, if they don't keep on. him out for Two PEDs. Chipper should be. In He's not in there, but I was saying if that's what I was gonna say. If it ain't for P, if, if PEDs keep King him Ruby out, he will be. There you go. 
Griffey. number two. Griffey. Wow. Now the third one. Very debatable whether she he should be in the Hall of Fame. Very debatable whether he should be in the Hall of Fame. It's not Rafi. Hey Judah. Judah, I get hugs. Zach's actually wearing a Griffey jersey. I got a Griffey jersey. This one, this one came in last week. Ask him about that. This is a Cooperstown. Here, Cooperstown. Don't come. This is the Cooperstown edition. Griffey. Say hey to everybody. Say hey. Just say hey. Say hey. Be nice. Hey. There you go. Judah, may you. Zach, we need to have a. I was thinking. I was thinking earlier. Don't. Don't. We're on the. What do you think about a? Before we go live, like maybe one Wednesday, Zach, four hundred gets here. We're gonna go live about one thirty and just have kids talk. Kids talk. <laughs> like my kids, they'll just talk about random stuff, and and it's just who knows what they're about to say. <laughs> there goes Judah. <laughs> you might get a poopy head out of mine. Right. I mean, that's what'll usually come out. I was the, ready to say, "Hey, poopy head." So the third one, <laughs> yeah, Harold Baines. Uh, no Reynolds. Reynolds. Harold Reynolds. Oh, sorry, I, Baines has a lot better stats than I ever thought he would when you look at him. Right. Uh, Harold Reynolds. Eh. No, but I think this. The name you brought up is going to be Zach the fourth. Missed the, Zach missed the Votto. Uh, he did talk miss the Votto Monday. talk. The, but I think the, the fourth. Joey Votto? Yeah. I'll give you, I will read it out the to fourth, you in a minute. The fourth name that you said, though. Yes, he's going to make it as long as PEDs don't keep him out. It's Rodriguez. A-Rod. As long as they don't hold PEDs against him. Was he number one pick? I'm pretty sure I'm he pretty was. I'm pretty sure he was 1-1. One, one. If I'm not mistaken, I mean. Well, this says that Reynolds was in the first round second overall. Of June draft secondary, so squeaky. I don't know if, if that's correct or not. I did say Reynolds. Dad took the screen away from me, so I'm not 100% sure if that's if you did say Reynolds. I want to make sure he just walked out. I'm gonna go check it, but it's showing Reynolds as a first round second pick. Uh, but either way, uh, I do want to make sure Harold Reynolds yep. is in the Hall of Fame. Alex right? Rodriguez won in, was in fact 1 1. A Rod was in fact 1 1. So, uh, like I said, unless PEDs keep him out. Then we're looking at a fourth, or maybe he will be the third if he is wrong with this, but a fourth player to ever go 1-1 and make it to the Hall of Fame. I, I think that just is a testament to everybody else. It's like, just because you go first overall doesn't mean you're going to have a, a great career. You might have been spectacular leading up to it, but just because you go number one doesn't mean that your skills are going to translate. It was Baines, not Reynolds. Reynolds was picked second. It, it was Baines on the comment. I want to make sure I get that. Uh, get that right. So, yeah, I think we'll have four one ones. Either way, I don't know anybody named Harold that should be in the Hall of Fame. You know anybody that? <laughs> yeah, Baines' is, batting's way better than Reynolds. Reynolds is like 250-something. Yeah. I was like, Baines had pretty good numbers. Baines, 289, uh, batting average, 384, home runs, 1,600 RBIs. You know, for the folks that like the, the new age stats, Hunter, I was looking uh, oh, at my Sosa and McGuire poster in here. Mm-hmm. It's got all the... The home runs. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting uh, looking at it because I remember that season that Sosa got the MVP, even though McGuire set the record and broke the record. Right. So McGuire breaks the home run record, sets the record, and doesn't get MVP because Sosa's team made the playoffs. Now, remember, I t- I've told you all this about the mm-hmm. from from 2000 until 2010, maybe 95-ish. Yeah. You had, your team had to make the playoffs and or you did not m- win getting get MVP. That, that was the thing. So they held that against the Cardinals a couple of times. McGuire lost out on one. Pujols lost out on one when the Giants made the playoffs one year. He actually had better numbers than Bonds. But look at, uh, going back to those, um, 
crap. I looked over at Harold Banks. Girl, lost my train of thought. What was the last thing I said right before that, Hunter? Something about Bonds. Or oh, yeah. Pujols, so, 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 so so Maguire's. Maguire's OPS, you know, they have like, what is it, on base plus slugging? Yeah, I don't know. Was, like was 1,200. And Sosa's was, I think, nine something. And Maguire's got it. The, the strikeouts, uh, Sosa struck out uh, nine, I think. Hold on, let me go. I'm gonna get to exact numbers because it's it's very interesting. Real quick, uh, again, go back, go back. Well, I just think I just think baseball's got some hard soul searching to do, and this is the season that they can do it. Just plain and simple. I think that's this is the season that baseball does right, some now. soul searching and figures out. Things that they could make different going forward. Now I got it. All right. Sosa batted 135 more times than McGuire. He had 135 more at-bats and had four less home runs at him. RBIs. Sosa actually had more RBIs than McGuire. Walks. For you walk fans. Here you go, Hunter. Sosa only 73 walks. Mark McGuire, 100. And 62 walks. Mm. He had more walks than hits, more walks than RBIs, and Sosa struck out 15 times more than McGuire. Uh, stolen bases, of course, Sosa stole 18, McGuire won. On base percentage, McGuire was 470, Sosa 370. On base uh, slugging, Sosa 650, McGuire 750, so added together, McGuire t- about 12. And then Sosa barely got into a thousand on the OPS. Batting average was three hundred eight to two ninety nine. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of a controversial one. Zach, here's the one from Joey Votto the other day. See a Hall of Famer, Zach? No. So uh, a lot of people think you know, and that's one way to do it, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Is just ask. Don't even look at the stats. Don't even look at the thing. Just ask people in the room. Is so and so a Hall of Famer? And, and go from there. If if, and a lot of people say if you even have to ask the question, he's not. That that they're not. So. This guy online, Zach, said uh, Joey Votto, if his career ended today, Votto would be a Hall of Famer with 284 home runs and 1,800 hits. <clears throat> Harold Baines has 100 more home runs and 1,000 more hits, and people don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Here's his argument, Zach. You're going to love it. You're just going to love it. He would be. Those aren't those aren't Hall of Fame worthy numbers. But among the 900 players with at least 5,000 plate appearances through the age 35, <laughs> his 151 WRC plus ranks 30th all time. Do you have any idea what I just said to you? No. <laughs> I think I did. I make any sense? Now he. Oh, he continues. Yes, he only has 1,800 hits. It's part It's part because of how often he walks. He has the 16th highest walk percentage of those players, and his on-base percentage is 18th best, two points below Mickey Mantle. Then we get this joy. Do you know what Jaws is? J-A-W-S? All caps? Me neither. By the Jaws standard, Zach, Vado 54.4 is 4.9 points below the average for first baseman. But I'm not a huge Jaws fan because of outliers like Lou Gehrig. So we want to use advanced statistics, <laughs> but, but I don't like them. 
we want to go Joey Votto to get in, but Lou Gehrig can't. What? And if you're using B War Seven to just look at his peak performance, then then Votto ranks ninth there. Do you have any idea what no. I said about any of that? I think when I said he has a thousand less hits than Harold Baines and a hundred home runs less than Harold Baines, Hunter should I follow anything up with? Tell me what his WRC is. No. Tell me what his jaws is. Is, no. on, is that? I told are they going to put that on the plaques now? Joey Votto had a. He only had a thousand hits and, and one hundred home runs in his career, but he had a heck of a jaws. See, I know this is what I would. This is what <laughs> I wanted to see too, as well. You take somebody that throws all these statistics out there, these advanced analytics, <laughs> which to me is just I want to put numbers together and I pull them out of my ass, just one hundred percent. That's exactly what I think they do when they do that. I want you to ask him and be like, okay, well, let's do a comparison. You mean to tell me that Joey Votto should be a Hall of Famer right now if he ended his career today, but they still won't let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame and he's the all-time hits leader? And then, got, and then be like, all right, now I want, now I want you. He's got 3,000 more hits more than Votto. He probably has more home runs than Votto, too, just by looking at how many Votto even has. And I'm just going to, and I want you then to pull out your advanced analytics on what Pete Rose did. And if you tell me he's not a Hall of Famer due to advanced analytics, but Joey Votto is, then that just shows you how flawed your, your advanced analytics really is. Uh, Char- uh, Pete Rose, or I'm about to call him Charlie Hustle, I guess it could, had 4,200 hits. Wow. So it's not 3,000 more, it's 2,500 more. Oh, well. Still. Basically. How many does he have more home runs than Votto? Hunter, if you take 1,800. I know he was a contact hitter, but. Uh, home runs, he's got less than him. 160. Okay. He's got a 303 batting average. He's got there. 160, but well, how many does Votto have? Uh, one eight, uh, 280. Okay. So he's got about 100, 120 less. That he, it, it, his his job wasn't hit home runs though. <laughs> I know. Joey Votto, that's his only calling card. Right. He didn't hit that many of them. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Though, I, he, how many years he played? Fifteen. I said he. Thirteen. I said he was a contact hitter. But if you want, if you're gonna do all these advanced analytics and you show advanced analytics against Pete Rose and Joey Votto, and somehow you justify that Joey Votto needs to be a Hall of Famer over the all times hit leader. That nobody's even come close to. I'm sorry. Then your advanced analytics is not as accurate as you think it is in portraying how good a player really is. Hey, I got a stat for you. That it's mm-hmm. a good stat too. It's a good stat. Only once in Major League history has a player hit 40 home runs, but did not have a multi-home run game. Only once, in, Only once in Major League history has a player hit 40 homers but did not have a multi-home run game in that season. And it's just random guess, and it's just random to anybody probably. But the the, the, really the, the answer to that stat, no, was in 1999. Mike Pizza. Hmm. Mike Piazza. Piazza was the, was the only player in Major League history to, to hit, to have a 40-home run season with no multi-home run games, if, if, if you can follow along on that, folks, uh, at home. Um, Zach, I'm going to read you some names. You tell me if they're Hall of Famers, okay? Hank Aaron. Yes. Babe Ruth. Yes. Why can't I hear Zach? Um, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, A-Rod. Yes. Albert Pujols. Yes. Bonds. Yes. Lou Gehrig. Yes. Stan Musial. Yes. Ty Cobb. Yes. Jimmy Fox. Yes. Eddie Murray. Yes. Willie Mays. Yes. 
I don't know if you know who Mel Ott is. He, I do. Yes, <laughs> okay. he definitely is. Yastrzemski? Yes. Ted Williams? Yes. King Griffey Jr.? Yes. Palmero? No. Dave Winfield? He's on the line, but I'm going to say yes. My Man, opinion. Manny Ramirez? Absolutely. And y'all don't think you know who Al Simmons is. What about I do not. Frank Robinson? Yes. All right. So out of all those I named, you said Rafi, no, Winfield on the fence. Mm-hmm. Those are the top 20 RBI leaders in Major League Baseball history. And all I get, get told all the time is RBIs don't matter and don't mean nothing. Now, and I got a personal it, it thing mean, on Rafi. It, it means something if you get on base. It means something if you score. But if you're the guy who knocks a double off the wall or hits the guy in, that, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Is Rafi a steroid thing? I think so. Yeah. And, and you could put, a, you mean, you could put A-Rod in on that, too. Let's say, but let's I say think no A-Rod was good enough without it. Let's say no steroids. Bonds is in there. And and I, that list but too, I think so let's say no steroids, no nothing, whatever they did, you can't do it. I can even go on down the list. Ortiz is 22nd, Wagner 23rd, Beltre 24th, Frank Thomas 25th, Reggie Jackson 26th, Jim Tomey 27th, Cal Ripken, Miguel Caprera, Gary Sheffield, Sammy Sosa, Tony Perez, Ernie Banks, Harold Baines, and Chipper Jones. That's the 35 all-time RBI leaders, and how many of them would you say no? One to five tops, and most of that's on roids. But I think Rafi, because I don't think he would have made it without him. George Brett, Mike Schmidt, Andre Dawson, Beltran's at 41, uh, Hornsby at 42. Like, it, it just, it, that, that that's something to me. Like, that's the guy that you want on my team as opposed to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Joe Otto? <laughs> All right, Hunter, let's move over to a couple other things today uh, out of baseball. So there's your baseball news. Uh, let's jump into NASCAR for just a second to talk about that real quick. Um, like I said, May 17th, Zach in Darlington. Um, maybe another race that week uh, in Darlington or another place. Um, so that's the ideas on on that. Um, you, you feel NASCAR should be in a good place to as a sport yeah. that can restart? Absolutely. Um, they were doing good enough with eye racing that it don't right. matter if the fans are in the stands or not. You don't that you don't hear them. You don't see them that much. They only pan them if at the end of the race for the most part when they doing the checker flag. But it'd be fine. Yeah, I think that's something that they should bring back um, NASCAR. Like, and I agree with what you said. And I did. I didn't think of it that way. But you can use iRacing as a good yep. set marker. You use how many people tune in and actually watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just brought the racing back, whether you allow fans or not, they're proving through iRacing that people are still interested in watching right now. Um, they're dying for some sort of sports content, and that's what they can bring, uh, bringing back NASCAR, obviously. If you bring NASCAR back, I think this would be a perfect time for NASCAR to do it because... Like we said with baseball, with nothing being on, you're going to attract eyes that usually don't watch NASCAR because they're looking for some sort of sports action to get into, something fresh, something new, instead of watching The Office for the sixth time on Netflix. You know, they're they're looking for something to watch, sports fans. So 110% I'm behind this. I think NASCAR maybe could have done this. I know the problem is getting the states to allow them to get in there uh, to go to the tracks, but... I think they should have really pressured these states a week or two earlier, maybe even a month earlier, just because it is such a isolation isolated sport. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Kind of, they, they, all it, they're just in their cars, and the only kind of physical 
uh, or not physical, but like human interaction that they have is with their crew chiefs, and which, is, which is prior on. to the race. And they got masks They got masks on. on. And then the pit crew themselves just interacting with each other. But even then, they're covered up, you know, with helmets. They've got gloves. The closest place would be would be pit crew members mm-hmm. with each other in the garage and, and, and on pit road. That That's probably your biggest issue. Uh, with that, the, you know, Cooper's even, they've even discussed having seating with social, with distancing. And I've been to a few races here the last few years. You can do it. I don't, they don't sell out to the, to jam packed, but some of those fans that are in the middle around the start finish line aren't going to be happy having to spread out more. Uh, but you can, it is feasible to do it. Uh, they have sections now. Um, I, I believe maybe the, if you did allow fans, the RV sections may be, um, more preferable with some people. In turn two, um, they got a sponsor. You can pull your RV up to the wall. In turn two, you can sit. In, you basically, you're sitting in your your drive your driver's seat of your RV, three feet away from looking over, looking over. That's the Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, and, and so, uh, there's. There, I think NASCAR's got so many different options. So, Zach Newman says he's coming back. I've seen that. And Matt Kenseth is coming back he's out taking, of retirement um, to take Kyle Larson's yep. spot. And they have both been granted eligibility uh, for the playoff uh, series uh, races. Usually when you miss races, uh, you'll get knocked out of uh, the competition. But the waivers were given to these guys. Uh, Playoff eligibility hinges on drivers competing in all 36 races and maintaining a top 30 ranking uh, throughout the season of the point standings. Uh, The waiver removes the first of those requirements. The drivers... Qualify for one of the 16 bursts by either winning a regular season race or being among the top in points. So basically, if they win a race, they get they'll get into the playoffs. Is, is what they're saying. Uh, so Ken Kenseth uh, joining Chip Ganassi uh, number 42 car, and of course Newman will be returning back to his car in just a few weeks. That's just outstanding news uh, all around on that. All right, Hunter, I got some news you did not think we were going to talk about today. Probably okay. Charlotte Checkers hockey. Ooh, I didn't think we were going to talk about that at all. <laughs> Did you see the news? I did not. It's not good news. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hurricanes cutting ties with the checkers, moving all the good players and coaches to Chicago. What? Yeah, I knew I was going to piss you off with that one. What? Wait a minute. So <laughs> so they're cutting ties with the checkers. Does that mean that they're just dropping them as basically their affiliate right. feeder team? Or does that mean right. they're taking the team and moving them to Chicago? No, checkers will be there. Okay, so they'll they just still won't be have, in Charlotte. They just won't be their affiliate. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Taking all their players and that's one. That was one of the the better things in the state of North Carolina when it comes to your semi-pro team. Not semi. Well, they're still professionals, but they're minor a minor league system because the Crawdads and the Knights. Well, we don't have a professional baseball team for them to feed anyway. So, so they're they're leaving. They're going out of town. So the Checkers will be moving to the Florida Panthers affiliate. That's so instead of the Hurricane, but basically, man. Basically, two men can't get along between the two franchises, and and the so, owners. Well, hey, not even them. It might be the, it's the might GM be the GM. presidents. It's, well, it's all I know like. is the Carolina Hurricanes have actually been on the come up, and a lot of that has been some of the young players that they've been able to get through their feeder system in Charlotte with the Checkers. And for you to cut ties and what they basically said to get better players in Chicago, you were already building a championship caliber squad. You made the playoffs last year when nobody really thought you were going to have that great of a season due to how young you were. You added some, and I know people are probably like, wow, Hunter, you actually know a little bit about hockey? Just a little bit for me to even speak on this. But still, 
you were building a championship contending team, or at least a playoff contending team every year through this farm system, your team in Charlotte, and maybe some moves that you made at trades and free agencies. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Because not only that, this is also a great opportunity. Oh, that's mine. That's yours. That's, that's really mine. Where's Some, it uh, somebody's phone is making a noise. Yeah, it's yours. But back to what I was saying, the checkers, I think this also can hurt fan base. Right. Maybe not people directly in Raleigh who are fans of the Hurricanes and are going to go to the games in general, but, you know, Charlotte fans and all of us on the eastern part of North Carolina, or I'm sorry, the western part of North Carolina that can't go out east because it's a three-and-a-half, four-hour drive to Raleigh to go and watch the Hurricanes play, we're watching players here in Charlotte that are affiliated with your pro team. That's why I think it's it would have been good, which we'll probably speak on the Panthers later, but it would have been good if the Panthers drafted Isaiah what it, Simmons. What it, what it does real quick, Hunter, you're talking about the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows folks in Charlotte who might not be fans of the Hurricanes or hockey mm-hmm. to get a chance to see that and be a piece of that. And I, uh, I, yeah. I 100, Whether they're with the Panthers, yeah, that's nice for the checkers, uh, but still... The fact of, I think that would be like, hey, I would go to a checkers game, and then I would go to Raleigh and see that mm-hmm. game yeah. being tied together. I, could, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, and what I mean by that, why I was tying in the Panthers and Isaiah Simmons is because, what is he? He's technically a local boy. I'm not talking right. about where he where he was born and raised, but I'm saying he's from. he played at Clemson. You know, and a lot of times, you know, even with Charlotte, the Hornets, sometimes when they draft players from Duke or North Carolina, you know, they're, they're in-state They've already got a following with them. They usually turn out bad. <laughs> well, let's not. I'm not talking about. Every time we get a Duke or Carolina player, they they're horrible for me. I'm not that talking about. I'm not talking about how. Sorry. I'm not talking about how they play. I'm just saying there's already a connection, an emotional connection yeah, to them through the fan bases here because they're like, oh, I remember watching him at Duke. But I can just drive right down here to Charlotte. To, for both of y'all's point on the Hornets thing and the, and the draft and the Tar Heels thing, I would rather have mediocre Tar Heel and Duke players on the roster than mediocre guys no one's ever heard of. Yeah, because at least you'll draw fans. I mean, right. Like, like Which is, that's, that's where I'm going from with why I think it was dumb that the Hurricanes even dropped the checkers to begin with. Because it's like, you're already introducing to Western North Carolina hockey in some capacity with the checkers. And so you're getting them interested in the checkers, and they might know players from the checkers. And so with you being with the checkers being affiliated with the Hurricanes, that's great because then you're just oh they might be a fan of that player and think he's really good. Oh, he's gonna go play for the the hometown professional team. You just gained another fan right there. Instead, now they're gonna go and be Florida Panther fans or whatever. I don't know. I think it's dumb. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever that I've heard of really while we've been doing this show because. <laughs> That 110% doesn't, like, you're basically alienating a fan base that you had at one time, which were Charlotte Checkers fans. I got a lot of friends that are hockey fans, but I'm not one of them. I think, and I think that's what what hurts it is the fact it is hockey. Because hockey is maybe a third or fourth, um, I don't want to put it, like, name it like a tier system, but if you had to go, like, football, baseball, and basketball are on one tier, so they might be a second second tier sport right. that that people know of, but they're not actively watching. I know some people do. Some people are huge hockey fans, but in North Carolina, at least, it's it's dominated by what Panthers. This is still Braves country or yeah. whatever baseball team you root for, or Hornets fans. 
So the Hurricanes, they're battling for a fan base to try and get people interested. Everybody in North Carolina knows who the Panthers are, but not everybody in North Carolina knows we have a professional hockey team. That's a bunch of my friends that go watch the Checkers. And I, I know I some like people. It. I mean, I think it's a good. I think they enjoy the yeah the small environment, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you know it is quaint and yeah. Bojangles. <laughs> I'll say this too. I know a lot of people that thought the Checkers were the professional hockey team because they were in Charlotte, and I think. I think the fact that the Hurricanes are located in Raleigh, I think it, I think it kind of hurts them. Because Charlotte, I know it's not the capital, but it is what most people associate North Carolina yeah. with. They're like, oh, what area are you from? Most fine people on the western part of North Carolina are like, oh, well, I'm just outside of Charlotte. Or if they say where they're from, they're like, oh, we're about this far from Charlotte. Not, yeah. you know, And because we do have the Panthers and we do have the Hornets, Charlotte is already on the map for professional sports. So somebody would be like, yeah, I'm going to go watch the Checkers game this week as a hockey team. It's like, oh, is this your professional team? It's like, no, our professional team is in Raleigh. There's no other professional sports team in Raleigh. But our professional team is in Raleigh. It's not in Charlotte. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that has hurt the Hurricanes for a while too. But they've got a contract already just to play there at PNC. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't see them coming, and definitely not now since they've excommunicated with the che- Checkers. Anyways, I was gonna say I could see them coming back and just claiming Bojangles Coliseum is theirs. But they're not gonna do that now. I, I just think. It's, I just think it was a bad, bad move by an up and coming, contending team that was using the feeder system to their advantage. That, that would be like, I'll just use the Astros, and I'm not counting the fact that they were stealing signs. The Astros, their, their team has been, um, their feeder system has been really good. Yeah. Because they've the players <laughs> that they have, I know that a lot of people say, oh, well, they, they cheated to win. They've still got a lot of talent. And then not a lot of those players that they traded for. The only one that they, I don't know if they traded for him or if they, if they paid for him, was Justin Verlander. So Ver, Verlander is the only one on that team that I know of where I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, he wasn't homegrown in the feeder system for the Astros. But right. other than that, the Astros are doing a fantastic yep. job with whoever their minor league system is in developing players and getting them ready to the next level. Well, that would be... What the Hurricanes just did by cutting off the Checkers, who were, was one of the reasons they were getting a lot of great young players, that would be the equivalent of the Astros halfway through the buildup to their first World Series saying, we're, 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 we're dropping you as our farm team and we're going to go get somebody else. Yeah. It's like you were just, you, we're producing you major talent and we're going to be part of the reason that you're having success. We're, you know, we're, we're training and coaching up these players and then the Astros just being like, nah, we can do it on our own or, or somewhere else with another feeder system. It's, it's not you. It's, it's what we're doing up here. So I, I think that's just – I know some people are probably thinking, wow, I can't believe you guys are talking this much hockey. But it's not that I'm talking hockey. It's just – it's the mindset of it. From It's like why, why, would, you, why would you cut off an in-state like an in state, <laughs> an in-state feeder team? In-state feeder team. I don't understand. And that's my All I do is rant. read a headline, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> that's my hockey rant. That's my hockey I, rant. I go back one, one second before we <clears throat> go uh, into our other stuff. Was, yeah. uh, when we were talking about baseball a minute ago, and you were talking about Joey Votto. Yeah. Ric Flair was on Steve Austin's podcast, and Steve Austin made a comment 
about wrestlers being great. And mm-hmm. Ric Flair said we throw that word around way too much. Mm-hmm. He said somebody being good at what they do doesn't necessitate them being great. He said right. you can be good. You're not great. He said you, you should use that word sparingly for certain players and what you were talking about a minute ago with certain players versus decent players. Dion has came out recently and said there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that shouldn't be there. You, you, I mean, you look at Dion, you say Hall of Famer, and you look at another guy and be like, is he Dion? He, like, should they, if they do that, should there be another level in the Hall of Fame? Like, like honorable know, mentions, no, right, like, like Harold Baines isn't the same as Barry Bonds, and Harold Baines is sitting in the Hall of Fame, and Barry Bonds is not. Same thing with Pete Rose and and, and some of these other guys. You could probably do markers, like. Markers for different stats. If you want to put them in, like we do, Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. pass less. You know where you could have sections for. This is the 500 home run club, right. or this. You know they're Hall of Famers, but this is their their genre. This is their. Uh, Pete Rose with his 4,000 hits when he ever gets in. Well, Hunter. I mean, <clears throat> to answer what Zach's saying, should we just have the top floor be everybody with over 100 WAR? <laughs> Wait a minute, that's what that, that, that's what that's exactly where they'll go, isn't it? Yeah. Um, pull, I'm the just, analytics guys are just that's exactly where this is. What, this is how I think of war right now. I don't think war gets anybody in the Hall of Fame now. I hope it doesn't. I hope it because uh, because sh- then they would have to because then if you go back and look at all of the guys that are already in the Hall of Fame, some of their war might not be great, and then you're gonna put somebody else in whose numbers. Like, real statistic-wise, are nowhere close to a Hall of Famers, but their war is what got them in. Our eye test. I mean, your eye test. It goes back to the eye test. I call them analytics, which is just <laughs> what you see and the, the core statistics that they basically built the Hall of Fame off of, which was your home runs, your RBIs, championships. If you were a champion, we can't keep forgetting. I haven't seen Mike Trout get close to a World Series, let alone win a series. He hasn't won a playoff game he made this the playoffs once and was swept not a series a game so i think tony romo has won more playoff games than mm-hmm. mike trout and that's in football and they don't even play series in football <laughs> tom brady has got more playoff wins than some mlb teams yeah that's true too <laughs> so i think to, to answer your question quickly I think that they could, they could do better with the Hall of Fame by creating certain criteria and just naming the criteria, because that's one thing that they don't really do. Well, there I, is no set criteria. So this this title, it's uh, I gotta read this now because it's locally tied to us. Um, <laughs> I I just clicked on one one last baseball thing here, uh, and it was a uh, one wild record you didn't know for all thirty Major League Baseball teams. So I clicked down for the Braves just for fun. Now, Hunter might not know this name. Zach will when I say it. The Atlanta Braves' weirdest, craziest record, Zach, is owned, actually, by our local Tony Kloniger. What what record is it? Nine RBIs in one game. Wow. That's the Braves' uh, team record. Uh, Kloniger holds the franchise record for RBIs in a game, but... But what makes it so special, Hunter? Do you know why that's weird? No. He's a pitcher. 
Park Lonergan got more RBIs in a game than Hank Aaron, Dale Murphy, and Chipper Jones. The pitcher. The pitcher. <laughs> Nine RBIs in a game. He won 113 in his career, including 24 in 1965. Uh, the Braves' final season in Milwaukee and 66 in Candlestick Park. He hit a grand slam in the first inning and then hit another grand slam in the fourth inning. Wow. Uh, and he added an RBI single in the eighth and finished off a 17. You want to know what's crazy? Three complete game victory. Do you want to know what's crazy? You said I wouldn't know that name. I know his do family you? members. Do you? I okay. went to church with his family. I was wondering. You're from around because the area. Because he, I had to look. He died in Denver. Yeah. I know his son, and I know his grandson, because his grandson helped coach me in baseball for a little while. Um, he helped me when I was trying to learn how to, they, they asked me to be a catcher one year, and I was like, well, I've never catched before. And he was like, well, I can teach you how to catch. So, hey, yeah, he was like, I can teach you how to just be a catcher. So I was like, all right. That's a jerk move. Yeah. Make the new guy the catcher. I, I, well, they were just like, it wasn't me starting. It was right. just, it was an emergency. If it's an emergency, right. you're just an emergency catcher. And I was like, well, I've never caught before, but okay. So it, it, that game, Hunter, they won 17-3 to through a complete game. Do you think mm-hmm. he would have threw a complete game today up 17-3? to <laughs> No, they'd have pulled him. What if he had got his ninth RBI today? No. They'd have pulled him. They'd they? have pulled him. They'd have pulled him real fast. He finished the season 234, five home runs, 23 RBIs. No pitcher has had more RBIs in a season since then. However, Cloninger did not lead the league in home runs that year. Earl Wilson hit seven. So there's mm-hmm. your... Atlanta Braves, Tony Cloninger, stats of the day, two grand slams uh, in a game, uh, nine RBIs in a, in, in a game in the Candlestick Park, and he's not a hitter, an actual pitcher for the Atlanta Braves and from around the area in Lincoln, Lincoln County here. I want to scroll down and see what the Cardinals says for fun, see if I know anything about this. Probably Tatis hit two grand slams in an inning uh, as opposed to uh, in a game. Mark Witten had 12 RBIs in a game. That might be the one. Yep, that's the one they got with. Actually, had two players with 12 RBIs, Jim Bottomley. Uh, I remember the Witten game. I was watching that game when he did it. That was It was just crazy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Witten, here, here's Witten's game, Hunter. First inning, grand slam. Second inning, he popped up. I mean, in the fourth inning, he popped up. In the sixth inning, a three-run homer. Seventh inning, a three-run homer. And in the ninth inning, a two-run homer. <laughs> All in one game. So he had a everything but a solo homer in that game. He had two three runs, a grand slam, and a two-run home run uh, in that game. Four for five in a 15-2 in a to two victory. So there's your Cardinals uh, weird stat of the day. I wonder if the Angels has anything about, let's see if it's Trout. Nope, Nolan Ryan, <laughs> 383 strikeouts. <laughs> That's a done. 383 strikeouts. Didn't try to go for 400. That's 20 a game in 19 starts. Just to do some simple math if you want to <laughs> get up to that. <laughs> 20 a game in 19. I don't know. He probably started 40 games that year. I don't know. Did Nolan run. Um, all right, Zach, uh, you missed uh, the draft and some more Jordan documentary. We talked yeah. Jordan. Um, Monday, we'll go a little bit. We'll, we'll end the show with that since this is the last dance. This thing we can end on last dance. Uh, how about we go with um, the draft? Panthers did something I personally didn't know no other team had ever done. Um, for years, months, I don't know how many ever long we've been doing the show. I advocate for teams all the time to do what the Panthers did. 
is to pick straight defense and, mm-hmm. and sign, you know, special sign your special players. But there's no reason every single year, next year they could go seven more defensive players, and then the next year pick five linemen, <laughs> and then in three years you've got your team set and you haven't signed a single free agent or paid a single uh, free agent to, to to play. Then you can sign your Teddy Bridgewaters and your Robbie Andersons and your McCaffreys. That's where they're putting their free agent money in, right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I was happy that they went all defense because <clears throat> you were 31st last year in oh, rushing yards yeah. and scoring. Um, they <clears throat> they hit all the needs that they that they really needed, and we'll see how these guys play out. They got pretty good players, and, and they supposedly got some players um, lower than they should have been drafted. You right. know, like they came down to them. So well, that's what every team also says too, don't they? Yeah, every draft he does. Man, he was in our, he, we had him in the second round board. Wow, he fell to us. Yeah. He fell right to us. We couldn't miss now, him. All the other teams are idiots, and we're the well, the didn't, one We didn't pick them two rounds early. The either. one that I was surprised that did It is fall funny how that every far. team like promotes how good their draft picks are when half of them are bust. Now, well, C.D. Lamb <laughs> did fall to the, the Cowboys, and he was supposed to go a little higher. Yeah, Gross down. Matos was the one that fell. Really? <laughs> it really was, and see, I yeah, know. That's the one I was talking I know about. You think that's the funniest name in the world? It is. I looked at him like, "Who's that?" And then I looked him up, and he seemed like he's, he's a player. <laughs> now, I thought a lot of people have him going as a first round pick. Yeah. Now we're as one the, of the best defensive ends in the draft. We're in the South, Zach, here in in, in North Carolina. Do you not think there's going to be some country folks that's going to call him Gross Maters? <laughs> there's no way no one's going to call him Gross Maters. We don't call him Tomatoes here down here. It's Maters. Right, so when I saw Matos. Just thinking about, I mean, it's not uh, that doesn't mean what that isn't what it means. It's just gross matos. That's the, that's the only thing. I think. It's just some old lady sitting there saying, "Man, he's some gross <clears throat> maters." <laughs> Did you see Grand saying that? That's some. With teeth some out? Yeah, there's some gross maters. <laughs> False teeth. Bring me some salt, Hunter. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy with what they did. I'm interested to see how it pans out. Um, it's funny though. You look at the draft. Uh, I looked up some 2020 draft, um, what do they call it? After you get done, they grade grades. That's what it was, draft grades. And you go down the list, and they give everybody like an A or a B plus. And I'm yeah. like, what the world is that? Now, there's a couple that got a, a D. I think uh, Green Bay really got blasted for taking uh, Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Um, they said A-Rod. Uh, A-Rod. Uh, yeah, A-Rod. He should have uh, requested for a trade. Aaron Rodgers. I would. I mean, I would immediately. They didn't, they didn't help him out a bit. Well, exactly. And we, we pointed that out talked about that the other day, is that they're not that, that's not a win-now move at all. Um, if you're the quarterback and you're trying to win, you're paying, being paid $30 million to win a Super Bowl, and they draft someone in the first round who can't help you win a Super Bowl, why are you there? And, but this, but this and isn't you something the, unprecedented. They were in the NFC Monday. Championship, too. Yeah, last that's, year. that's what they were in last year. Right. But this so is instead of improving their team and trying to win the Super Bowl, they said, they said "Let's blow it up." We're going to do it. I don't think they, they said let's Brett Favre and Rodgers move. That's what I was going to say. It's not unprecedented <laughs> that they did no, that. They not. said it was the 15th year anniversary since they took Aaron Rodgers in the first round to replace Brett Favre. So the Jordan Love thing, I don't think they should have moved up to get him unless they were hearing somebody was going to take him. The one that made me really question what that front office is doing, and of course I'm not a Green Bay fan, so really I could care less if they win or lose. I'm fine. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan anyways to begin with. I think he's overrated. But when they drafted not even a starting running back, because they got one, with their first pick in the second round, they drafted what's probably going to end up being their second or third string running back. And I'm like, 
You act like you, he doesn't need wide receivers. You act like you don't need a tight end because you just want Jimmy Graham. You didn't need a quarterback. You didn't need a running back. But you drafted him in the first and second and round he, anyways. He, and, and that's why Aaron Rodgers to be like, so what's the plan? Like, you just hope we win again with the same players that we had last they year? They lost offensive linemen. Uh, yeah, and they let San Francisco run for over 500 yards on them in two games. I demand a trade so quickly. Um, th- real quick, that Nolan Ryan 383 uh, strikeouts did that in 39 starts, so averaged basically 10 Ks a start. I was looking up a stat that came up yesterday. I don't know if y'all God, it. did. Y'all see the uh, guns down a whole lineup and one more quarterback? <laughs> uh, quarterbacks that have thrown to a number one wide receiver. Have y'all? Did y'all see that stat that came up yesterday? Yes, uh, I did see that stat. Peyton and Manning was number one at like. You're talking the, about a first round wide or a first like round wide receiver, tight end wide receiver, anything. Mm-hmm. How yeah. many catch? How many? I want to say how many touchdowns. How many touchdowns? And Aaron Rodgers is like. He had one. one. He had one. One. To a first-round uh, uh, wide receiver or tight end. Yeah. He only and, had uh, one in his career. Peyton Manning was number one at that, but he had Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison up. But it was after and he had, what he did um, have. Oh, God. Tom Brady was up there in top five. Dallas Clark was a good tight end. I was going to say Dallas Clark. I was going to say, what was that tight end? Not Jack Doyle, but it was another guy that they had. It was Dallas Clark. Dallas but, Clark was – I think Dallas Clark is underrated as a tight end. But that's a so, conversation for another yeah, day. Pretty interesting thing, and then, uh, then we get to Jordan. Uh, I was Jordan at, Love. No, no, no. I was talking about uh, the Kevin was talking about the, the Jordan uh, documentary, The Last Dance. Oh yeah, we're still in the draft. Oh, we'll get to that. Just <clears> so I don't know if you wanted to talk a little bit more in so, depth about like what the Panthers did because well, the, yes, you right. went seven for seven on defense. So, so yeah. either one of two things is going to happen: you're going to be better next year on defense. Or you're still going to give up 30 a game. Yeah. So, we went through the schedule Saturday. Oh, my God. I didn't pick the games. Damn, Hunter, that's brutal. Hunter, Terry, and... The Panther schedule? Yes. They don't have, like, the to-be-decided dates, but they do have the Panthers home and away game, like, who they're playing. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how many wins we picked. I want you to pick them. Zach. I want you to know. And, I'm not going to compare. I'm what? not going to tell you how many wins we gave them, but I'm going to just tell you right now, it's brutal. <laughs> that schedule is brutal and might be the hardest schedule in the NFL. It, it is tough looking. Um, Carolina Panthers schedule. Let me make sure I pull it up. All right, Zach, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think? I'll just start off with this one. What do you think your uh, division record will be? Okay, so we have Falcons, Tampa Bay, and the Saints. Yep. And you got to play them twice. Last year, you averaged giving up 30-something to the all three. <laughs> you could throw last year completely out, though. I mean, we're, we're completely a new team. Um, that's at six games, right, times? Right, six games. Six games. Three home, three away in the division. Six total games is in division? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Two and four. All right. Who you have them splitting? I don't know. Uh, they're they're going to get – out of those <laughs> six teams, sweeping nobody. Win, out of those six teams, I mean, out of those six games, they'll win two, I believe. You know? Yeah, but just because it's rivals. And Atlanta could possibly be one because they've just been all over the place for the last couple of years. That would be one that I could see you splitting with. But I'm telling you this. Uh, you ain't sweeping nobody. You're going to split with that somebody. That means you got to beat Sam, if Drew Brees is hurt, Tampa. If Drew Brees is out like he was last year, they're going to go with Jameis. But y'all can't beat Jameis. <laughs> <laughs> well, you split with Jameis last year. 
And then that's fine. Two and four. We'll let's yeah, do three. I'm, I'm good with two and four. All right. All right. Ready? Uh, do, 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 do. Out of division. Now. These are home games. Bears. Nick Foles and that defense come to town. Win or loss? I'm going to get them a loss. I wish the, I knew when it was. The Detroit Lions. I, that could be a win. Denver Broncos. That could be a win. The Raiders. No, they're not winning. The Cardinals. That could be a win. All right, road games at Green Bay. No. <laughs> this is tough. This, this Here's the way schedule is brutal. At Kansas City. No. That's going to be a wax. At yeah. Chargers. I'm going to say they could win that game. The only thing I don't like is flying there. It's going to bother me. At, at Vikings. This is not adding up right. Hold on. Something's got to be. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. That's 16. Okay, I got you. Gotcha, gotcha. I know I was doing. I was looking at division right. Okay, so we did Chargers last. Did I do Vikings? Yeah. And then Saints, Bucks, and at Redskins. Loss! <laughs> that ought to be an. I would not miss that game. I would say we beat the Redskins. At FedEx? With Ron Rivera? So Zach has them at 7 and 9. God, I just don't see us doing that. I I'm about to say, more. I was thinking 5 and 11, you ready? honestly. Terry, Tom, and Hunter, when we went through the schedule, we were going 2 out of 3, win-loss. They had you for 2 wins total. Um, We ended up settling somewhere 4 to 5 as they're going to win more than 2. I was thinking 5 and 11. Before, you know, you, you're gonna have to game. twist my arm to tell me who you're beating, though. We don't have a clue that this because team, listen, I'm telling home, you, uh, the, the Chargers are not that... gonna be as bad because they're not gonna be as injury prone, injury prone as they were last year. Uh, and Philip Rivers is not there to throw 20. The picks. home games are winnable, the home games are winnable. Um, Chicago, you never know iffy. with them. Detroit is iffy, yeah. Detroit, Den- I'll give you as a win. Denver. I'm saying they're all 50-50 on them. Three. Denver is iffy. I don't know if Denver's iffy, though. Ve- the Vegas is iffy. Arizona is iffy. I do like Vegas. Then, like then you have your division coming in. So all five of your out-of-division opponents, I think, have iffy situations, whether it's quarterback or anywhere else or defense. So, Zach, you know, looking at it, you could say, yeah, those teams are better right now, 2-14. Two and, two and 14. But seven and nine, I don't think we're not going five, two and fourteen. But five, five we might wins. go three and thirteen. You're right. I think five should should be the over under. I thought five and eleven in my five head before half. we asked. Five and a half. Yeah. You just got to look at it this way. Fair. You lost everybody. That's good. Our defense was horrible. <laughs> you lost everybody, <laughs> and now, what, what and now you're throwing out a bunch of youngsters. What was we at? And what was our defensive rank? Never, never does a team come out there that is so young have great success going forward. The one thing about the that, question mark is going to be the offense. I got five, maybe six wins. Is Teddy going to make that big of a difference? I think he will. I think I'm he will, too. Bridge, I'm going to have a Bridgewater jersey. It's coming. As soon as I, they make it, they ain't I made think, it yet. I think the road games. Oh, I have one. Um, I, I, I might my... not win a single road game. But the home games, I think you can steal four or five of them. Oh. I, mean, I don't know if you can win a, a away game, man. I'll give you. You, you, I will you have chances I will give you four. 
your chances on the road are at Washington, but is Rivera going to lose to his old team and at home? It's, it's hail to the Redskins. So, I mean, it's just so. You was making a point about you know losing everybody, but when you plug defensive players in that are right out of college, they play better than offense a lot of times. Like well, they, they interchange better than a wide receiver does or a quarterback. See, I don't know. About running that. back's not a. I they, think they wide. I think wide receiver and running back are plug and play. Out of out of college. But when you look at the defensive side of the ball, like think about it, defensive schemes in the NFL are going to be a whole lot more intricate that, than they are in, the, in college. Thing. That's the second thing that's going to, have to be brought up too is, I don't know how much they're going to get together. And I want you to think about this too. I'm ta- I looked at it this way. Well, even Who's, which coaching that. staff do I trust more at the time? Because I don't know what rules doing. I, don't I think he did a good job in the draft. I, I will give him one hundred percent. He he addressed all of your needs, which was defense. But I'm going to tell you this. Had. If it comes down to me choosing Matt Rule and his new defensive coordinator over Marv Milan Rivera and Jack Del Rio and the defensive studs that we've drafted and that we have, I'm taking my defense over the Panthers any day. And it, I mean, it's at least sadly, right now. Sadly for the Bucks, I was thinking about this the other day. If they don't get to get together and practice, they, they you know, they might get off to a little bit of a. We. Saturday. Mm-hmm. When we talked about the possible teams you could split in the division, said the way that you're going to split with Tampa Bay is you early. catch them early. Yeah, I agree. You catch them early before they're ever in rhythm, and Tom Brady and everybody much, gets and in how, sync. How think about it, but think about the Panthers though. Like, obviously, you guys aren't trying to win Super Bowl this year. No. I would say. Would it be so, beneficial so, to even win them well, games? Not even that, but like, you know, Hunter, uh, they 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 don't know just because Brady might not know their playbook as much. Panthers don't know it either. <laughs> not Offense right now. And the defensive yeah, at least not right now. Both sides of the ball. Everybody that – I think it hurts the Panthers more because they have a completely new system and a new coaching staff and everything. Well, you know – So for them not to have this time that most teams are needing because it's, everything's going to be pushed back, it does, might hurt you more than you think. Does Kyle Allen end up starting games in Washington early on? With the, with How many the, might? With, with the switch over. I mean, might. Nah, well – well, yeah. he does. It was because he knows the offense. Well, that's, that's why they brought him in. Well, he that's knows. Why the Panthers say they Scott brought Turner's Bridgewater offense. in is because he's knew the offense, and and a couple of other quarterbacks have moved. Did they foresee this? Based on the offense, yeah, they knew that. They we, knew that we were shutting it down. They knew something was up. I, I'm guessing. Uh, and 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 we still, you know, I. They've got Bridgewater. They got McCaffrey and and the wide receiver from the Jets. I'm interested. Oh, Robbie see. Anderson. I'm, I'm ready to see how. That kind of works out. Just, I, it's it's going to be interesting. That's what I say. Because I think your defense, a, or I'm sorry, I think your offense is the bright point right now. Because the defense has still got all these question marks. Because just because, like like I was getting at, just because you got rid of everybody that was on that problematic defense, you got young guys now. So they got to come in and even learn how to play in the system. They got to learn to play at the NFL speed, anyways. And sometimes that learning gap can be pretty substantial where the first five or six games, it's really going to be it's going to be a, a real stepping stone for them to try and get it. I think being in the division with Tampa Bay and uh, um, the Saints, both of them could win the NFC. Here's the here's. Hey, the, I was going to say both of them could well, win the Super Bowl. Let me let me yeah. give you, let me give you the silver lining, Zach. Um, in three years, you might have the best team. I agree. Depending on two things, if you get a quarterback of the future, if that's what you want, or <clears throat> Even if you got Bridgewater, he's only twenty six. Right. So in in, in three, yeah, he's a baby. Let's say yes. in three years, him and Jameis are both twenty six. Is Breeze still there in three years? Is Brady still there in three? I think years? Breeze is after this year. He yeah. done did that TV deal. I mean, uh, that, that, Brady. That's, that's two of them that might not even be here in three years. 
And then you're looking at the Falcons. Matt Ryan's going to be in his 30s by then. So um, the Panthers, if they do it right, can set up for a flip-flop in this division and, and jump up to the top. Um, Mario Tennis online. Yeah. Jesus. I'm going to read this, I guess, Hunter. Oh, I guess I need to read it for um, a lot of these online sports and stuff. Serena Williams, Maria Sharapova joining a Mario Tennis tournament. They're just all doing some 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 online well, stuff right now. I've been saying we should get Tech Mobile get it going. Well, Zach, I've I've thought about doing a uh, we'll, we'll have a Tech Mobile challenge. Do you not think and have though, people come up here and let me beat the snot out of them and scream? Because they're doing it for it. what? I did but, get me a, I did get me a copy for the house. Aren't they doing that they're for playing. charity? That one, yeah, that one in particular, yeah. How is the money? Are is the money already established for charity? Is it coming out of their pocket? Because <laughs> Hell no. that's what I was about to get at. That's what I was about to get at. I understand a lot of these. Of I understand pocket. a lot of these people are going out here and saying, "Hey, we're going to do this for charity," but they're also asking the common person, who right. majority of us are out of work right now because of this, to be the ones that donate it. We I'm need, sorry, we need ten thousand people to give us a dollar instead of me just giving ten thousand. I was about to say, I'm sorry, millionaire and billionaire, if I really don't support, like if I don't give you any money, because why can't you just give the money? Like, like you just said, say they want to raise $10,000. I'm sorry, you're a millionaire. What's $10,000 to you right now? <laughs> Pretty sure you could just wipe your butt with it and walk on. Just be like, here, take it. I really didn't need it anyways. Um, so, Because I, I, I saw that today. It was like Oprah <clears throat> and somebody else and, and somebody else. They were all, mil- all of them were millionaires, but they were doing something up. It was like a fundraiser for charity. And I'm thinking, first of all, Oprah is a billionaire. Yeah. She could fund the, she could fund the money herself. Man, I'm. I, what's concerning about some of the tennis things is that they've been having a lot of point shaving scandals in the last few years, um, and a lot of lower rung folks that aren't aren't that good are the ones doing it because that's the only way they can make money. Money, and well, it was just talking about how some of the lower rung players are are struggling and everything now. But all right, I uh, just I just just a headline that popped yeah. up. I was trying to find something else. Anything else on, along the Panthers, Zach? You know, in a couple of years, I, I think if 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 this was a good high from rule, you, in three years either you're positioned to be the best team in the division, or in three years the Falcons will be way better than everybody else. Here's a que- here's a question <laughs> I pose. Here's a question I pose to you. So which team this year, thanks to the draft or the first round draft, because I think most of us were, have at least seen who everybody has taken in the first round. Which team is this year's 49ers? I know it's going to sound crazy because they had everything fall into place this year, but the 49ers the year prior were a four-win team and then went to the Super Bowl this past year. And all they did was great draft picks, and they and Jimmy Garoppolo was well, healthy. So when, which team could be when, which uh, team could be the four- or five-win team that just flips a switch and is a Super Bowl Carson, contender? Carson Wentz gets hurt, and Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts get in. They might go back win a Super Bowl again. <laughs> Hunter, I think, I think as part of our show, there goes Judah. Holding, this, holding it down the hallway. As part of our show, uh, Tecmo games only only last about 20 minutes. I think that should be our halftime. Yeah, a halftime show. We, we, we do 40, 40, 45 minutes to an hour, and then we take a 20-minute te- Tecmo Bowl break. And then we uh, we can all play seasons. Everybody, hey, the Redskins are good on that on that game. Uh, we can all have a season and, and play. I'll be the Eagles. Well, uh, that's not fair if I get the Eagles. Uh, Chris said he, he, he accepts my Tecmo Bowl challenge. Uh, Chris, if you get... If you get Bo Jackson, I get the Eagles. Um, if you get anyone else, I don't really care who I pick. I'll play with anybody else. But I, I do have a, a – Reggie White is a Bo Jackson neutralizer on that game, and I'm not afraid 
of Bo Jackson. One single iota. In fact, I would rather you I would rather you not play with Joe Montana than Bo Jackson on that game. I don't know if you've ever done it, Zach. Do you know you can drop back Montana? Like back to the end of the goal and, and line. Just throw a pass and, and Jerry throw, Rice he'll throw miss it 90 it. yards to Jerry Rice. Yep. <laughs> That's way harder than stopping Bo Jackson, in my opinion. Warren, Warren Moon is very similar. They got the they got the three of the four best wide receivers, I think it is, in the game on on Houston. And uh Really? Who's on there? I can't remember. Yeah, they're, they're they're scrubs and they got yeah. their their rankings. I can't remember who Givens. was on those. Oh, it was Ernest Givens was one of them. Pickett. Okay. There was there was three or four of them on there, <laughs> and even even their their guy that's sitting on the bench, Duncan, is rated in the top ten. Now, who, who knows how they did that? Um, and then it's funny they say that even if you take Jerry Rice and put him as a running back, he's second to Bo Jackson. You could put him as a run. Yes. I didn't know. I didn't know you could move the receivers. Yes, I'm trying to think about. Remember it. Sam Grady for the Raiders? Could yeah. go to the, he was a wide receiver. You yeah. can put him at running back. But you can't put the mm. running backs and wide receiver. He was the second best right. running back on the on the Raiders behind Bo, even mm. better than Marcus Allen. Mm. Weird. Marcus Allen's pretty good on that game too. Um Emmett was good. Um his moves were good, his speed went fast. Barry Sanders probably Thurman. got the fastest. Thurman was good. Um Emmett, like if I played a season with Dallas, they're, they're, that was before they started winning. That was like the year before they started being good. I can win the Super Bowl, the Tecmo Bowl with them. It's a it's a way more of a struggle than that than someone else. Like you, what's fun about it is you know you getting, you know Bo. It's fun playing with Bo Jackson this season and just see how many rushing yards you can actually get. And what I what I would do, Zach, is uh, Tim Brown's the kick returner. I always go. Back I would to go the, back to the one yard. That's line. what I would do. Um, or five. Go back to five to be I, safe. I just think me and my cousin calls your play and gets a safety. My cousin Michael Silver yeah. used to play up at his house. You know, Mickey. And uh, he would always want me to play with the Raiders to see what the highest score I could ever get was. And the best I ever done was 127 to nothing. That's pretty impressive. I was about to say, didn't we get to 100 one time? You I, got I, hit, past I that. hit 127 to oh, nothing damn. with Bo. He had, I think, he had 1,200 yards in one game. And I think you'd like the game because your skins are pretty nasty in it. 1,200 yards. Was, well, I'll say this. Speaking of video games, so the NCAA is working to try and get right. players yeah, compensated in 2021, 2022. If, if you give me NCAA game, 20, or like well, at the time it would probably be NCAA 21, I'd be like, all right, I'm bring done. it. Who wants to smoke I, now? I liked it better, Madden. <laughs> I did not. You no, did not? I, 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 I liked the recruiting NCAA. and yes, all that. Yes, I, the, the game the story I didn't like better than Madden. I think it was the game. It was easier. From the get, today's right. Madden games are trash, too, though. I, I'm the, gonna, the physics system that they put in it is it's I, really not that good. I'll explain why. Um I didn't like the college one. My my roommate in college was from Akron, Ohio. He could pick Akron, the Zips, and beat the best team on the game, which at that time was Reggie Bush and USC. Oh, I could do that in 14 and, against Alabama using Marshall. And the reason he could, Zach, is he figured out how to pick off any pass you threw. Right. And so we, jump go, it. we would go over to, like, you know, you know, people would have parties and, and, and people in an apartment complex you just walk in and they're playing games. Like, hey, we're going to play. And I'm like hmm. – I'm gonna charge twenty five bucks on this guy, and and he'll and you can pick his team, <laughs> and Zach would destroy you. The best Madden game I ever saw, Hunter, was during a snowstorm. Regulation, time. Swear to God, mm-hmm. I'll promise. The most legit thing I've ever seen. I could. I, I wouldn't believe it if anybody told me. A hundred to ninety seven. No such thing as defense, I can tell. It was a hundred to ninety seven. The Atlanta Falcons with oh, Michael gosh. Vick 
<laughs> you, and you're get, listen to who they play. Was it the o, o 03 version? Yeah. Oh. Against Kelly Holcomb and the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> My roommate from Ohio threw 580-something yards on the Falcons with Kelly Holcomb. Might have been 680-something hey, yards. Their arms never get tired in <laughs> video games. Dude. I throw for a thousand yards in the Vic, game if I can. Vic would just roll out and you know outrun everybody, Zach, and then. But Holcomb got hot, and I guess I don't know if they were playing on rookie or or, or the level right above it. But Madden yeah. was keeping them tight in a regulation game, a hundred to ninety-seven. And Hunter, you know what the hundred point was? A Michael Vick two-point conversion, fumbled oh. kick return. Well, they had him at kick he return. Put Vic at kick returner. He fumbled it. <laughs> it rolled around like in the end zone. He picks it up and runs around everybody and runs it back to end the game, one hundred to ninety-seven. And I, I I couldn't believe. I mean, I watched every bit of that game, and I was, I'll, I'll never forget that uh, my whole life. It's, it's probably the greatest Madden game I've ever seen. But yeah, Zach, uh, I did like the recruiting. Um, you also got to remember um, that dynasty mode's the best mode for well, college football. So, so with App. Um, I could replace, I could put App in the ACC. I always, mm-hmm. took, I always took Duke out and put App in. It didn't help your team per se, your players. You still had to recruit the players. So mm-hmm. the first year or two, you, you take some ass whippings and, 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 and from some of the teams. I think I went like 10 and 2. Like yeah. you could beat the regular teams yeah. like Carolina. You know, as always, App can beat North Carolina with no problem. All right, enough having <laughs> But had problems with the uh, Miamis and, uh, and, and Florida and, states, and Florida and states of the world, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia Tech obviously. at the time. Uh, Clemson had Woody Dantzler on those games. You remember them? They were pretty decent then. You remember him, Zach? He was a he was a running he was a running quarterback uh, from Clemson. Really good. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh that they was uh, the thing that came out the other day. I actually have two copies in my house. The thing that came out the other day it said on PlayStation Three. It said uh, the most deadliest. What was the most? De- and it had about five different choices. The most deadliest player on a co- uh, on a video game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah sports Vic. game. Had Number one Vic. was probably Vic. They had uh, Bo Jackson when you could play against computer, mm-hmm. which was he was nasty. They had Tiger Woods. I think it was two thousand. Mm-hmm. The version he was just way up there. The answer is something else. Do you remember NES football? Yeah, NES play action football. Do you remember? <laughs> I think that was the game. Do you remember there yeah. was one football game? And it was, I can't remember if it was Bo or someone else, but it was a difference. It was like John Elway football or NES football, one of them where Bo was on it. And it was him and another guy. And you could literally run 50 yards, stop, run all the way back to the goal line. There was, a, there was like a hyper mode you could press. That you mm-hmm. got to use like once a game. Tecmo Super Bowl for Chris Nelson. Go ahead. Right. It, well, so, and I can't remember the name of this game, but what you could do, you know, for some reason I'm not thinking it was Bo, I'm thinking Barry Sanders or someone else, but you could run around the defense hunter. Like, I mean, the defense would just chase you and you would just run around them. Mm-hmm. And you could run all the clock off if you wanted to and score whenever you wanted to. But there the was only, a hyper mode on one of those games. I can't remember who it, it was the, or what game it was. The only other thing Sega or something I was thinking. Because, you know, people are probably like, why are they talking video games? <laughs> it's like the only other thing that excites me for a sports video game that's coming out is officially 2K has got the license to start making an NFL game and they did, can challenge Madden. Did you see the there, – there's, uh, there's a throwback to that. Did you read it in full? Mm-hmm. It has to be – like blitz style, right? I it like cannot that. be simulator. a non-simulation. They so have the Madden's right. got the rights to simulation. Yes. 
As long as they because I was excited about that. Two K used to be fun. But yeah, as long as you can use your 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 the names and everything. That I think that 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 right. makes and, it cool. And, and so you remember Blitz? Oh, right. <laughs> You're in there DDT people. Yeah. So if they amp up, let's just say uh, somebody's stats um, in the NFL right now. Who's a like a you know? They the, make Lamar the Jackson, that, Michael Vick two point They could do that. Right. Like he could have burners. You know, mm-hmm. like fire coming out of his feet when he takes off. You know, or uh, who's, who's the guy for who's the, the defender uh, that got drafted last year for San Francisco? Well, you think know? about major. Nick think Bosa. about baseball games. Super that fast. Or something. I remember You're we so talk fast. about we talk about the season hunter being long. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about playing 162 video In baseball RBI games baseball. for one year? It was horrible. Oh. I, would, I would always reduce my year to four. I mean, mm-hmm. to 40 games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would play 40 games, and if I hit 30 homer, 20, 10 homers, I would times it by four. But hey, I hit 50 homers. I even do that yeah. with uh, with the. Uh, Basketball season. Yeah, I never go eighty-two on the basketball. Twenty-eight, I think it is. On the basketball, I do the I do the forty-one, and I simulate to the playoffs, and I I will play the playoffs. Is what yeah. I do. I like I like playing the playoffs. And the last time I played, though, I got mad. I'll play I'll play important games, but other than that, no. Like if I got a game coming up against maybe the person in the first See, place in the East, I'm like, mad. Yeah. It's only sixteen games. Yeah. Yeah, I was playing eighty. I'm gonna play eighty-two basketball games for one year. When you're, when and you're then the next thing. probably winning what 100 to 40 120 to 40 i mean <laughs> yeah i like the super tech mode. uh yeah he was asking what would you play on it has to be super tech mobile i, I take my without the super stats mobile. was not not any good i'm gonna show this to kevin when we get done this is the tech mode geek it's awesome to read through i wish i knew it was john elway or i never played john I, i'm gonna football. look up some of those old older football games um dan marino i think had one john elway all right, um, the last dance. Yeah. Zach, you uh, weren't here for Monday's talk. Um, we featured, did you watch this Sunday? Yes. So they featured Rodman in episode three, uh, Phil Jackson episode four. Um, Had the bad boy any, Pistons. Any early thoughts? Um, my th- couple of things that I thought was the best part of the show it was for, for folks like Hunter um, it is – you got to see two things: um, how hard people actually fouled Jordan when he went to the lane. LeBron would cry. <laughs> I mean, he, could you imagine him flopping after he gets pounded like that? The the, the LeBron's flops are funny when they didn't get hit in the He's face like, and were yeah. barely touched with an elbow. Mm-hmm. All two hundred eighty pounds and he just flopping. Yeah, that they've been throwing. So, so, go ahead. So that one, and then also uh, Jordan's attitude. Period. I, I, I we <laughs> knew we knew this about him. It ain't like a secret that most of us didn't know. The way that he done, I, I still they haven't addressed Cartwright threatening to break his legs yet. Yeah, um, but what he did the the funniest part I thought of the show was he was talking about Cartwright shooting with five seconds left in the game. You could just tell he Jordan said, <laughs> "You mean to tell me we're gonna let Bill Cartwright shoot under five seconds? Fuck that bullshit." <laughs> he did. Yeah, that's what and, he said. And that, that's what the kids just don't get. Like they'll be like. Well, you should throw it to Bill. He's wide open. Like Jordan said. And he missed F- one. He showed it. He showed it. He missed. You know, so. Um, and Jordan's and his point is, why should someone else take the shot when I have a better chance of hitting it, just, even if I'm double teamed? Just because the system <laughs> negates you. I mean, really? The system, you should be able to adjust the system, which they did when he played uh, um, to take final shots. They adjusted it. So it, it was adjustable. Uh, he was. 
talking about getting fouled real hard by the, the bad boy Pistons mm-hmm. and, and Isaiah Thomas, and they're still bad blood there. Uh, the Dennis Rodman thing, I always thought that Rodman was a the, one of the best additions they ever made. I would love to see Rodman in today's NBA and just have everybody crying. Um, well, Skip was this morning talking about <laughs> they were talking about you know of course Shannon and LeBron. He was like, well, who can guard LeBron? And Skip's like, everybody on the team but Longley. Ron Harper will guard him. Scotty will guard him. Michael guard him. And we're going to throw Rodman at him just to piss him off. Like He, he, he said, we could just if, put Rodman on him. If he puts Rodman on him the whole game, he is done. I mean, that, just think about that. Rodman might get thrown out in the I day. Want I want you to think about it. But, but that would be interesting. Uh, he, he, he used to get in mailman shit. He did. He had him all, He got Scotty's. <laughs> you know Do you know what it reminded me of with Dennis Rodman, just watching how he played defense and like his mentality towards the defensive game? And just how he wanted to get in your brain at the same time. Patrick Beverly tries to do it, except Patrick Beverly is like six foot three. So everybody just looks at him kind of like a gnat. Meanwhile, you've got Rodman here, who's like six six, almost six foot seven. I mean, he's strong as hell. And, the- and he's still gonna be a gnat. So essentially, he's just the most annoying player on the planet. And um it's one he, of those things where it's like, who is he defending? Because if he's not mentally tough, he's going to have a bad game. He did not. The thing that was great for him with the Bulls, he didn't have to score. He didn't care about scoring. He knew what he was going to be plugged in to do. He was going to be to disrupt Carl Malone, which he did a fantastic job, and get rebounds. He's pulling 20 rebounds. He was up all night and pulling 20 rebounds. <laughs> Kendall Gill, a story come out with Kendall Gill where it said that he was out with him one night uh, at a, at a Strip club, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And he went and pulled 20 rebounds. They got up, they left at 5 a.m. He got pulled 20 rebounds. His body was in great shape. Um, they just had to keep the reins on him. And uh, But, yeah. you know, getting back even with Jordan, uh, it's going to be interesting how it all plays. They might be done with Isaiah and those guys. They probably are. They didn't go yeah. a whole lot. Right. I'm surprised they, they got Isaiah be. to talk. Uh, but, you know, you're getting into the Bulls time now. They said dream team's coming up. Right. Coming so, so last last in the episodes, they, th- they talked Lakers. So. Now you're now you're up to dream team in the second championship. They haven't talked Portland yet. They haven't talked Phoenix or any of the other ones. So right now you're pretty much up. So to, we're basically Seattle, Portland. We ain't got to any of those. We've that, just done the next. first championship. Yeah, that's next, yeah. Portland should be next. Um and, and um and then Barkley. I thought I told telling them Saturday the Sun series is my favorite series of all time. Jordan averaged forty one in that series. Um Barkley twenty seven and thirteen. I wish Barkley could have got one. I do. I, yeah. I wish he would have got one again, especially against them. He would have a, a lot better. Well, he won the MVP. He's the he one that had the MVP against Jordan in those five. When people wonder why he didn't get that sixth MVP, it was Barkley. Barkley was the leading scorer on two dream teams. And he was a rebound machine. And he never had another player on his team, really, that could get 20 points. They tried to, and this is, you know, all later, they tried to, you know, match consistently, him up. Consistently, 20 consistently. They tried to match him up right, with Akeem. They tried late. to match him up with. Scotty, Scotty yeah, him and Scotty and Akeem in the second. Wasn't Drexler on that too? Yeah, Drexler won one. He won the second championship, but Drexler and them did not win once they changed their uniforms to the. You win a championship, the, Hunter. You don't change red, your uniforms. You go blue and white, and the Rams. Star, the Rams did it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm. Re- it's still. It's, it, I'm it's sorry. Been I'm great. reading something that's made me turn my nose up. Oh God. Well, I mean, this past episode featured Michael Jordan's nemesis. Yeah. Bad Boy Pistons and Isaiah Thomas. And then, and Chris Broussard sat down one-on-one with Isaiah Thomas. And this is just what Isaiah Thomas said. I think this generation is not getting enough credit for what they're doing yeah. because the athletes that are in this generation 
are so far superior than what was in my generation. Jordan was the best athlete that we had ever seen from an athletic standpoint. There are like 10 or 11 guys in the NBA right now with Jordan's athleticism. We didn't have that back then with what KD and LeBron are doing. If you put them back in the era of the 80s with their talent and their athleticism and their skill, who's really the GOAT? Nobody ever argues that Jordan wasn't or other people weren't as athletic at him. Nobody ever argues that people couldn't shoot better at him. No one ever argues that people, and I said this a couple weeks ago, you can argue that there are other people's better at things that he does in basketball, but you can never argue that that one person or that other person is better than everything. Yeah. Add him in, the, in that. and Because and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it. It's like, okay, KD is a seven-foot shooter. Right, right. I, they would have been fine. The, and Isaiah's right. Seven-foot shooter. But, but, but what I'm getting at, though, is that is like there's no guarantee that KD is going to be even that good of a, a shooter in the 80s or 90s is because people they, are going to be up in his grill garden compared to what they, they do today. They wouldn't have been shooting the threes. Yeah, they wouldn't have been shooting the threes, first of all. So, he was still been able to hit the mid-range shot, but as skinny as Kevin Durant is... And as physical as they were, <laughs> as physical as they were, he would have been down low going against Elijah Wan. He would have been down low going against David Robinson. He would have been banging bodies with guys that have mm. another extra 120 pounds on him, and they are a whole lot meaner than Kevin Durant is. Because I can tell you what, just what I watch off Kevin Durant, he is not like he's not he's not aggressive. Right, and that's the thing that I the only one that he listed that I could give credit to is I think LeBron James could play in that day. Now I'm not going to sit here and say he'd be the greatest thing ever. I think anybody today could play then. I think anybody then could can play, play now. Can play now. I've been on, t- been on a million basketball courts, Hunter, and pe- er- people can play. If with there's each other. just <laughs> that's what my uh, and I'll get it's, back to it. If that my argumentative paper made it was that's all it was about. If they are more athletic and better today than they were in the '90s, then why are they only scoring three more points? Right. And they're taking times two. They have not they times have a, two they the amount a, of threes they're taking. They haven't the volunteered day. to play on an 11-foot goal yet, have they? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the difference is in, in all that, what I was kind of getting at with about the athleticism and everything, Dominique's a better dunker. Yeah. Vince Carter's a better dunker. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are better dunkers than Michael. Are they better in-game dunkers? I don't know. Are they, but that doesn't matter. Buddy Bird's a better shooter. Clay Thompson's a better shooter. But that doesn't matter. And, 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 and Jordan fans will point to LeBron losing six championships. Under hell or high water, Michael Jordan wasn't losing six championships. He didn't even lose one. And we're going to talk about six. So the, the difference is between Jordan and all this and everything else, it's the want to. It's not the, it's not the <clears throat> who has the most talent. And, and, and you talk to LeBron fans, their, their biggest argument is he's three inches taller and 20 pounds heavier. Who gives a flying fuck? Listen, I'm sorry. Put so him, was Carl Malone. I was about to say, put him on the team with Carl Malone, Jerry West, you know, Shaq, all the guys that were bigger than the guys they played with, but that doesn't mean they're more skilled. Right. Well, did we ever think, when Shaq was playing, until he won a championship, did anybody ever think he was the best player in the league? Nobody ever did. Because he couldn't shoot free throws. People looked at Penny the only, before they looked at Shaq while he was on Orlando. And the only moves he had was a little baby hook and a dunk. Elijah one eviscerated him. Yeah. Um, Robinson. Well, all of it. Robinson did in the 90s. Yeah. Shaq couldn't touch him in the no. 90s. And then when Robinson got old and hurt, he, yeah. Shaq started winning championships. Shaq didn't start winning championships until Jordan and Robinson were gone. And, and Barkley was gone. Kobe. So, so that, that, and he had Kobe on his team. So it, to me, I never thought Shaq was 
the best center, one of the best. And there was arguments when he was playing before he won them championships, Zach, that you wouldn't even know if you'd have him on the top four centers of all time. And then now kids today, all they see is the most dominant center ever. He's bigger. He's stronger. Oh, and I'll still take Shaq. How is like it? Prime Shaq. I'll take Kareem. I'll still take Shaq. I, like I would never take like Shaq. Like early 2000 like Shaq, I would take Shaq. I like Hakeem. That's what I'm saying. I would. That one right there. He's tough. Man. That's the best one. He, he, see, you missed out on it. <laughs> you missed out on his skill level. Well, I want you, I'll just be 100% honest you with you. see Joey and Kobe play with their backs to the basket, post up. Right. Oh, yeah. They're, they're similar. That's a Kim Olajuwon at seven foot. He's going to put the dream shake on you, it's, fade it's, away it's into the, the same thing, but he never hit, hit a shot. It's the same well, thing, well, but I'll he just put it like shoot, this: shoot outside. My generation, kids yeah. my age, missed out on what a real center is. And I hate because that the center's gone. That's true, because the center's gone. It is. You know, so the only center we can look back <laughs> at and 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 you know um, even put him there is Shaq because yeah, he right. was the last one that was actually making a difference in winning because the other two that were winning were power forwards. Oh, it Shaq was, was great. It was, it was Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. What Those ag- were the other two big men that were winning. What aggravates... Now guess, it's just so guard-heavy. I guess fans from other times is... like I don't understand why Durant doesn't work the block so much. I don't understand why. Well, because he gets pushed around. He's t- like, Durant, that, that will always it's, be my knock on Durant is he won't get down low because he's... I mean, he would fade away and hit every right. shot. Well, that's but, what but, I'm saying. He doesn't need to. He with can't his, post up at nobody. seven foot with his fadeaway, he could Dirk Nowitzki that to death. Yep. Rasheed Wallace did that. Um, and, and he's better than those guys. And and that's what, when you see LeBron not posting up all the time, and, and you think, and, and that's when people see. So, Hunter, you can have all the fast. You can be faster and stronger than people. Mm-hmm. But when the, when it slows down. That's Westbrook as a guard. When it slow, Right. When it slows down, what's LeBron's move? Like, if you said, okay, I'm going to draw up a play for LeBron, the, what is the when you so slow, if, if you give I'm it to Kobe think, or Michael or Akeem or one of these other guys. LeBron's going to do the, the turnaround fadeaway. It looks horrible. Right. You know the exact way. It, does, it does look horrible. I can tell you what I see happen to LeBron when it slows down. LeBron will go ahead and post up in the post. Mm-hmm. But he, all he does is drop his shoulder. He don't have any moves. He doesn't, do any, he doesn't have any spin move to get into the lane, and he doesn't shake anybody. LeBron's going to just overpower you to the rim because he is strong. I will admit it, he is stronger than probably everybody else. Now that a lot of teams are going to play small ball, LeBron, it could be a legit just true center and just post everybody up and, and just out-physical you. Well, that's why, like, say, if I got Kevin Durant on my team, and I, I don't see a reason a lot of the times, like, how many people can guard him, Hunter? So let's say if you put a guard on him, someone shorter than him, fade away, fade away, fade away. You put a taller guy on him, Back up to the three-point line, either shoot it or blow by him. Like to to me, there's a reason he's him and LeBron <laughs> are scoring 27 all time. They're third and fourth all time scores, I think, by average. And, and well, it is right. They, I, mean, I don't they know anybody that can guard him. They could do way more out of the post, and and it's not in the, the analytics. You know, the two points thing, and we talked with Dwight Howard. You know, if you're getting 55, percent it doesn't matter how many threes you hit. Yeah, uh, you can work so much offense out of the post with a guy in there that it just, it just blows your mind today. Look at this. Um, so I want to see Rodman's actual comments on the Garden LeBron thing. And and this is all turned into to, to LeBron stuff, and it doesn't have to be about LeBron. And, to, and, and honest to me, I think it's an insult to even, to, to, to even go there. Um, like I said, you lose six championships. So uh, they'll make the argument some LeBron fans, well, Jordan didn't make it to nine. So are you telling me 
that if Jordan was six and three instead of six and zero, oh, all the LeBron people would, would shut up and say, "Yeah, he's the best because he made it to nine then." And and he made it to <laughs> nine because he was in the least. Well, that's another argument, Zach and Hunter. By pure mathematics, does it if does it mean the top two teams are in the championship every year? It doesn't, no. because you're in separate divisions, they're separate conferences. So, like you just said, so if Jordan, if the Bulls were per se in the East. He beat six West Conference teams. That means he'd at least be six and zero, right? Mm-hmm. If so, if LeBron's was in the opposite, he would only have three wins. So either way, he's, that, you could, it, he's you not could, like he's going to have more wins. LeBron's it's crazy, but you could argue it this way: Who were the two teams that were in Michael's way early? Arguably, early, it arguably, was, it was the greatest Celtics teams they ever had in the Bad Boy Pistons. Right. Now let's do this: Did any teams in the East during LeBron's no. runs with Cleveland or the Heat? And even the team he was on, did they match up to what the Pistons and the Celtics have, talent-wise? Probably not. No. So, that, so to me... Depth, maybe not. No. They might have a better player than ever. Or, I don't know. I mean, it's still... Uh, think or, about or, it. All right, think about this. Because, look at it. Like, we can say LeBron would be the best player. The only team that LeBron was on that could arguably be probably one of the best teams in the East was the Heatles when was he was in Miami. Other than that, it's like... What team did he face against that had the caliber of players that Michael faced against when he was initially trying to get to the championship? I'm not saying after he started making championships. I was just talking him trying to get the championships. Right. Okay. So we're, I see where you're going. So, for example, um, and I was trying to show how he shut down the league there pretty much. So he, he won it in the seventh year. So before he won it in his first six years, the winners were Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas. After that, no one else ever won with him in the league, in the league as a full-time player. Now, you, you can go to 95 and say the Rockets, okay? Well, if that's the case, let's just say we give it to him. Mm-hmm. So that's a king. So that means you got Bird, Isaiah, Magic, and a king. I mean, hell, it's a pretty good team. There it is. Now, now and there's look, more on that now, team than just Hakeem, too. Now, let's look that's at, pretty good now players. Let's, now then look at LeBron and just straight up go over who beat him in the finals, like it, it's you know, Duncan, Durant, Duncan, Steph was the best player on one team. Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. was the best player on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing? That's he's not it. State. He's lost State. It because he's lost Clay most Thompson, of his championships. The Golden Steph and Durant were two championships. Duncan won two on them, didn't he? Yeah. Dirk, who else beat him? There's one more. So what am I? What am I missing? Duncan. I don't think Duncan won two on him. Did he not? I thought they they won. They, they, they won early. Cleveland. Yeah, oh, well, he did make Cleveland. it. Yeah, he did make it. while you? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm twice in Cleveland because the uh, they should have beat him three times when the Ray Allen hit the shot. Because I'm trying early. to. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think if LeBron because LeBron he made a finals his first run in Cleveland right they just they ended up getting swept. Oh, wow. This was so before yes, the Kyrie that was, days. That was the Spurs. Okay, so then it is twice because mm-hmm. you're right. I forgot because young like me, I kept thinking he would just get close. He would run into the Celtics, the big three Celtics, and just couldn't get past them. But okay, so he did one time. Um, so so the because the other one I thought of was he made the Eastern Conference Finals against Dwight and the Magic and lost to the Magic. All right, so just uh, I want you to think about that. He made the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to Dwight and the Magic. And Jordan was losing in the Eastern Conference Finals to Isaiah Thomas and the Bad Boy Pistons, 
and Larry Bird Shaq, and Art, Shaq and Penny and Shaq and, and Penny in his year back. Yeah, in his yeah. year back. That what? How many? He, he played what? Two months. When Shaq he came and back? Penny didn't beat him. Uh, um, Scotty got Nick Anderson beat him. <laughs> um, so, all right. So when did LeBron start? Two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. That was uh, a great draft too. I'll admit that. That was Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, all of them. Except for the one that they picked in Darko in the middle of that. <laughs> so I, I'm just trying. So just follow me here, guys. Yep. Let's name the best players on all the teams from 2003 on. So 2003 was the Spurs over the Nets. So we'll say Duncan. Mm-hmm. 2004 Pistons. And even the Nets at the time, that was um, what's his name, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Now there'll be arguments over who the best players on the Pistons were. I think Rashid was. I okay. I was going to say they wouldn't have won it if they didn't bring in Rashid. Uh, Billups was the MVP. Uh, Hamilton, like Hamilton was the leading scorer. I was going to say, I and like still had Ben Wallace. Yes. And oh, people, they a lot of team. people love Ben They had Wallace. a good B team. Miami Heat over the Mavericks. That's Dwayne Wade. Uh, Spurs. How about Wait. Celtics? Oh, yeah, that's the first one. I was going to say, no, they lost to the Mavericks. That's the first time. Yeah, first, Never mind. Without, without, without. That was Wade and Shaq. Yeah. Beat, beat mm-hmm. Dirk. Um, how about the Boston Celtics? Uh, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce and KG. <clears throat> Then the Lakers won a couple more. So there's Kobe. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. All right. Then the Mavericks. That's Dirk. Then the Heat won two. There's LeBron. Then the Spurs over the Heat. Then then the Warriors championships. And then last year, Kawhi got a championship. And then you can, you can argue on the most recent Warriors championship that it was Durant that was the best player. But the first one was Curry. All right, so here's Jordan's. Before Jordan won a championship, had a championship team – and teammate, Bird, Isaiah, Magic. That's three people during Jordan's reign won a title. And there's three Hall of Famers. Akeem, we're going to count him for the 95. So during Jordan's bullish years, Mm -hmm. only four stars won a championship. During LeBron's career, Duncan, Durant, Steph, Dirk, Wade, Rashid, Kobe, Paul Pierce, and Kawhi Leonard have all led their team to a championship during LeBron's career. And all those probably will make the Hall of Fame. That's nine yeah, players. I was going to say, most, uh, if not yeah, all of them, will make let's, the Hall let's of Fame. Let's take those two, so, two stats. Cause but what you're... I'm saying is, and here's what I'm saying on it, as a Jordan backer, mm-hmm. he shut the league down. That's what I was going to say. No one got... else was allowed to win. You... Barkley didn't get yeah. one. Carmelo didn't going, get one. All that. these guys got one. Where I was going with it Except is Kobe and Duncan. All those guys on LeBron's list are going to be Hall Steph of Famers. Got multiple. Everybody that's on the, what was it, the top fifty players? Most of them was on the Dream Team. The Jordan losers mm-hmm. list. See what I'm They're saying? All so, losers. Because <laughs> so, he beat them all. So if those guys played in LeBron's era, they could have got some championships. I'm right. sure Charles would. And I will always preach this too. They're, they they are always like, you know, well, Michael didn't start winning until he got Scotty and until he got, you know, all the <laughs> other players. And I'm like, dude, LeBron James single-handedly gets to pick every single one of his teammates. He yeah. is the GM. The only time he didn't, I'll give it, was his first run with Cleveland when he was still young before he made, you know, the big decision and went to Miami. But even since then, still when he had was, two All-Stars on his team. I was going to say, but even then, and Z made but All-Stars. even then, when he was in Miami, what was it? He got Chris Bosh to team up with him and Dwayne Wade. When he went back to Cleveland, he had Kyrie, but then he pulled players and from, with and love. And he pulled players with him from the Heat team to go with him to Cleveland. And now he's in L.A. 
tried to move every young player the first year he was there, succeeded when the season was done, and right. pulled in everybody I that think, he wants. And, and Chris is on there, and Chris will probably know and agree. I think Wilt Chamberlain's about the only person that's won a championship pretty much by himself, and he probably had help yeah. with, with those. Uh, I was trying to figure out what he was asking. Uh, he's line he's, is, he's just he's saying you need a top five player to, to win a championship in the league, and that's in uh, for the most part that And is. I'll, admit, the Pistons, I'll admit that you need a – well, I don't, the I don't even are, know. The Pistons the only team that I know that didn't have a top ten player in the league. I was going to say you have Isaiah. to also be able to have no, though, you got to have a three pistons i think to me you also got to have a good number two like you can't you can't do oh, it alone you got to have a good two the only one huh. maybe oh four pistons yeah two guys got to get 50 the only one two to guys got to get 50 the only one to me who didn't have a a great number two and that's why it's going to be the biggest asterisk next to lebron james's name for the rest of his life was the dallas mavericks when they lost because that was a tail end Dirk. He, st- he was they, they was not prime Dirk. Even when they won, Dirk was about. Well, who else they had? Did they have? It was Jason Terry, Jason Kidd, JJ um, Barea. Barea. I can click on it right here. That's, uh, the Jason Kidd was. Jason Kidd down, was on the. He was on the out. He was on the out. Jason Terry was a dangerous player. Yeah, but he was. No, have you ever looked at Jason Terry and said he can lead the team? He's the Jet dude. <laughs> he is Jet. <laughs> They had, the they had one, Jose Juan Barea, Corey, JJ Barea, Corey Brewer, Brewer, Karan Butler, who said Tony Romo was a better basketball player than him, Tyson Chandler, Brendan Haywood, Jason Kidd, Sean Marion, Sean Stevenson, Paige Stoyakovich was on the end of that bench. Alex Ajinka was on that team, <laughs> Terry and, and Jason Terry. So, you, I mean, yeah, Jason Kidd's a Hall of Famer. I know, but but at the time. That's not prime Jason Kidd, though. That's it's not, not like, Jets it's, Jason well, Kidd. Yeah, Kidd's on a 25-point score. I know he's not. So, so we're, we're sitting here it. We're sitting yeah. here saying, you know, most of these guys have had great two players to go with them. Like, it's one guy, and then he's got a great, you know, sidekick. Just like everyone wants to bring up Jordan and Pippen and LeBron with whoever he brought in years after the first Cleveland run, whether it was Wade or, or Kyrie. Now, but Iverson he lost to just the Mavericks. Iverson might have been the only one who made it to a finals without any... They didn't have. He they had no help. Um, but you have to look at. Andre rolled his eyes when I said Iverson had George Lynch. <laughs> Tar Heel, you got a national champion Ak- Tar Heel leading your team. Akeem only had Vernon Maxwell. Really, I mean, he had Bob Ory, big shot Bob. Uh, let's see the the starters for them: uh, Kenny Smith, uh, Sam Cassell, Mario Ellie, Otis Thorpe was the second leading scorer on the first championship team. Cassell was decent. Cassell and Kenny Smith Kenny did Smith a good job good. rotating at the point guard. You know, they just fed they were just, it. It, it was very similar to uh, Detroit. You're talking about the Detroit team not having a, the, you know, the, the superstar. They didn't. They had a lot of B-plus players. And, really. I didn't, and you know, I, I, we probably didn't mean for this time, but we didn't mean for this to be like a Bash LeBron session, but it was more of just a, we're just trying to elevate Incredible the fact. how Michael was. Yeah. Like just just haven't seen the run that Michael had. And I didn't get to see him. They're learning. I didn't get to see him. I mean, just think about it. But his even then, I knew years, how great he was. His first six years, Bird, Thomas, and Magic won championships. After that, none of them got another one. <laughs> and then and then Akeem was the only one that got one while he was there, and he wasn't even there there. Akeem didn't beat him to get right. it. And, then, and you could argue during Jordan's runs after Bird, Thomas, and Magic had kind of faded off because everybody will say, oh, well, they were, they'd been in the league and they were getting old. You could argue there were just as many good players in the league after Bird just, and Magic. And, and I want to bring up Charles two, Barkley, two. you got everybody on the Jazz, David Robinson with the Spurs. Don't forget about the Knicks. He the Knicks had Ewing. Those guys and Starks. Patrick Ewing. The Knicks were they had, they had some stuff. Cleveland still gave them some trouble. Um, I will say two things. 
that was the Knicks was one of the things I wanted to bring up, and we're going to find that out later. But one of the quotes that Jordan made on that he was played great. Reggie Miller in the Indiana Pacers. He, he said, um, <laughs> "Phil came in. What was it? It was it was a game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, and he was trying to give him a speech. If y'all lose, he's oh like, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Right, Phil, we're done. We're, said, we're not losing that. Said, fuck that, that right yeah, he, he said, fuck that. that. Okay. We're, we're no, it was game six because they didn't want to go to a game seven. He said, you know, if we, yeah, that, we, that's that's we, we even, got there. He said, fuck he, that. We're he, he basically said, that's not even our. Don't even bring it up. <laughs> that's not a mentality. We're not losing. And no, that's the difference in him and LeBron because you bring up LeBron. It's not a you know LeBron's fashion thing, but. I still think Wade was the like, uh, like, alpha. I, like I tell people when I'm talking about Pujols, it's not an insult when I tell you you're not as good as Albert Pujols. That's not an insult. It's not an insult when you tell someone they're not as good as Michael. I'm, I mean, is that is that in the in the whole pass thing is just funny too. Does, does that mean like you know? Yeah, I don't I don't know. We, it, there's been some athletes in in the in this world's past. Uh, you know, Goliath was a pretty big guy. Back in the day, <laughs> you want to go way back then. I mean, you want to talk about great athletes, <laughs> Hercules? Let's, let's, let's not act like um, Herschel Walker wasn't a damn good athlete and couldn't play today. If you're just talking about people in past, he probably stood up right sports. now. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, that stuff's so silly. The, the best players, Lawrence Taylor, time. wouldn't be as good today. No, I, Kevin, I don't know about it's that. It's not that big. And me and Kevin dealt with this too. I know we're getting a little bit long, but Kevin mentioned we talked about this too that when we were coming up, uh, we would play. I can remember. What, son? <laughs> no, I'm Red tongue. Uh, we would play basketball in his bedroom with the little Nerf thing, and his mm-hmm. dad would play, and his dad was all old players that he grew up with. And he would always be Barkley, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, it just got under our skin. But uh, that, that conversation was Jordan then and, and, and his favorite players. So and we didn't know the players that, that was being talked about. We knew them, but we never watched them. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is today. Same, same, same it's the same thing today. But even then, you know, I watched Kobe and I watched LeBron. And their play styles are too different. And I've still enjoyed watching Kobe's Kobe. Kobe's a copycat of Jordan. I know that's exactly what, that's what Jordan said, and, and I know it is. So, But I, but that, what I'm getting at is, you know, I've seen both of them play. And I've seen the dominance that LeBron has had. But I still thought Kobe's game was prettier. And I think, I could argue Dwayne Wade's game was just as pretty as LeBron's. Dwayne Wade was the alpha of that team. I, mean, I agree. If he doesn't... You remember how LeBron went to a fetal position uh, at some of those games? I mean, in the finals, I mean, everybody's documented it. So, Dwayne Wade was the alpha. Uh, he might not have been as talented well, as LeBron. It was Wade County for a reason. Okay. It's Dwayne, that's Dwayne Wade's town. And, so. You know, Scottie Pippen was never going to be the alpha on the Jordan team. My, LeBron learned how to be an alpha from Dwayne in Miami and came back and was the alpha in Cleveland. On the set one in his second run, he's he's done better. He is. He's I think with better. age, LeBron has gotten better. Um, but to me, I just think the road that was in front of Michael that he had to get ahead of until he started winning, compared to LeBron's, it's like I think it was just harder because it's arguably five Hall of Famers on that Boston Celtics team alone, and you're asking a Michael Jordan who was only in like his second or third year in the league and was matching up with them. If you remember the the game that they come out against, what they said was the best Celtics team ever assembled. And he, <laughs> in the first game, he drops 49, 49 and in the and second game, 63. You're like, you know, Bird's quote, well, God, that's, that's God masquerading as, you know, Michael Jordan or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, you're not stopping him. I yeah. mean, he's just like, 
and 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 so um, the Pistons knew it too. They said, "You get him out of the air, you can yeah. handle him." Um, so I'm excited for five and six. It's going to be good. Uh, I, the I reason why dream team. Yeah, I think the dream team, and the, and that that plays into the reason why I'm excited for five and six is because we're going to see more of Michael's peers. Or not? Well, they are—they are his peers because the they're people friends. Going out of the league is the people that he came up with. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not the people that were going out yeah. of the league, but it's also not like his immediate teammates. It was his competitors talk about him. That's not you know the jaded Pistons who really didn't like him. You're getting ready to see three or four greats talking about him because I'm guaranteed Charles is going to show up. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Magic's going to be talking because they've already Magic's shown Magic a couple a times. He's he talked a little bit, but now they're going to go more in depth, and I'm pretty sure Magic's going to tell. They're. <laughs> Because they already kind of alluded to it in one of the previews, they're going to talk about the scrimmage. Yeah, and, and Magic and I was is going to talk about how that was the greatest basketball game he's Kevin, ever been a part of. Kevin, uh, could you imagine? Because we watched them, a LeBron team with LeBron being the only star going up against the Bad Boy Pistons. Would, so you're talking about first, I'm talking about how they would just destroy. I mean, first, just like beat all over. LeBron's him. first time in Cleveland, basically against the Bad Boy Pistons. They would have stomped underground. I, mean, I mean, he technically was running into the Nets and horn. the better Pistons teams. And, and as much as he cowered, they would be all over him. Because remember, they was well, talking about that whole situation. The thing about the Bulls team as well is, and this is the strategy the Pistons did. They have six fouls apiece. Like so, when when Shaq He's said, using them. right when Shaq says I'm going to dominate Bill uh, Luke Longley, well he forgot about Bill Winnington and, and he Bill forgot Perdue. about Bill Purdue, <laughs> and then he forgot about Rodman will hack him five yeah. times. Like, dude, I mean you you're not going to out free throw shoot us. Nah. Think about Shaq playing against the guys today. Yes, he would get 35 because <laughs> nobody could guard him, but the teams today would just try to out shoot Shaq's teams with yep, threes. Because is what they would try to they do. could throw. Yeah. They would foul center him. Center after center after right. center, it means nothing. They would foul him, let him. But, but the guys today, would he would get 40 on, 35, 40 on him, just oh, like they did too. Um, and and uh, I, I just read over this saying, Rod Thorne says they didn't talk to Michael about um, about the drink. Zach, this is about who made the drink team. They didn't talk to He didn't ever talk to Michael about Isaiah Thomas. Um, Thorne was asked why Thomas was not on the roster. Uh, he said, that's a good question. Isaiah was a great player, a fantastic player. There was some controversy with the Pistons not shaking hands, uh, but we ended up going with the first 10 guys. He did not end up making the team. Jordan Thorne also mentioned James Worthy, Reggie Miller, and Dominique, uh, notable stars who did not make the dream team, saying the selection committee had a long list of players who was initially looked at. If I'm, my memory is correct, I think Dominique actually got hurt. He was. Um, the, if I was going to put – I don't see how he shouldn't have been on the team. You talking about Isaiah? Held. No, no, no. Dominique. Dominique. Dominique, uh, Dominique was the second leading scorer and oh. the whole time Jordan was there pretty much. Like, he was Jordan. He was the highlight reel. He was Jordan without the winning. And that's what people don't – he was the Tracy McGrady. Yeah. He, he was the, you know, the Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. He was the, you know, I'm going to do everything the highlights show. But, damn, we just don't win. It, it just it just doesn't that's happen. The and, then, and then Dominique, who was his second best player? The center, Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> You mean Willis? Is it Kevin Mitchell? Kevin, 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 Kevin Willis. Mitchell was out. Kevin Willis is a baseball player for the <laughs> San Francisco Giants. Same time frame. But you, but but seriously, Spud Webb. Like what are the you know what are the what are the, the Hawks ever ran? Any, they didn't ever get him a Scotty Pippen. Rodney Monroe. Right. They ne- they never got Dominique what what he needed. And and Dominique was nasty. Uh, I thought if I was putting together a dream team uh, now and taking people off, I thought about this. Leitner would be off. Tim um, Hardaway. 
No. You wouldn't take Hardaway off for Isaiah? He's not on. Tim Hardaway's on the second one. Was he? He's on the first one. Oh. Mm. First one was uh, Stock- Magic Stockton. Magic and Stockton. Um, Jordan, Pippen, and Clyde, Barkley, Bird, Magic, Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing David Robinson, Chris Mullen, and Christian Leitner. Yeah. Um, I I yeah, never Leitner's thought go. Mullins might have to come off too. Mullins got to come off for Dominique. <laughs> Mullen can shoot, but you he's not better than Dominique Wilkins. Um, you got to leave Stockton on. You know, you could take Leitner off and put in Isaiah if you wanted to. Um, but how do you take Stockton or Magic off? I mean, no, yeah, it's not an argument to take either one of them <laughs> off for Isaiah. Right. With, with what Stockton, I think Stockton went out with a better career. Isaiah won two championships. Yeah, yeah you got those championships. Uh, I say so, they're even. So yeah, I, you could you could make the argument for Isaiah over Stockton. Um, it's a very close argument. Um, Mullen should be gone. Leitner should be gone. Whether you put Shaq in there or not, it doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, if he's going to use a college player, uh, preferably I would have rather had probably, like I said, James Worthy and Dominique out there on, on those teams. Worthy probably is actually worthy uh, of that nomination. But, you know, none of them did the shame that LeBron's uh, James did on the country. If you, <laughs> did you see that, D-Wade? <laughs> Fuck, Zach. Did you see they're making D-Wade now? It's a, the Redeem team. Comes out and says, oh, we're going to have a documentary on the 2008 Redeem team. Go fuck y'all. <laughs> you lost in 2004. Now we're going to do a documentary on the Redeem team. And, and look at the lineup that they lost to. That's just a joke. They lost to Manu Ginobili. The one that... Uh, Hunter, how can you argue I'm the greatest the player ever and I have all the best players in America and mm-hmm. I got beat by Manu Ginobili? By himself. Pretty much. <laughs> Tiago Splitter was on that team. Uh, who's he? <laughs> <laughs> he was like a backup for the Spurs. He came in after Duncan. Right. Gen- uh, in, in Ginobili, there's there's your underrated player uh, uh, of the, uh, I would say, uh, of of a long generation of, of all time players. You know, if he, you're, you're picking your all time European or, or non American starting lineup, he he's got an argument to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna pull up that roster roster real quick before we end the show, Zach. Uh, that pulled up the soccer roster. <laughs> Chris Nelson pulled up two things. He said uh, he thought Golden State was better than any team that Jordan played against. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about the the Utah Jazz. I thought they were pretty good. Uh, I ain't gonna disagree with you at all. Uh, and he says with regards to Dominique, he had Moses Malone. I think Moses was like long in the tooth yeah, by the Moses end. Moses did. Um, the thing about um, the Golden State team that won the first championship, no, no, the one with Durant would be hard to deal with. Um, as far as the Bulls playing them, the defend uh, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Defending them doesn't really matter with the Bulls. They got four guys that guard any position. Um, I think that that's an easy rotation to make. Um, and then their center is is some garbage center that Longley could play against. As far See, as Pippen the Bulls is our Pippen is our our perfect for well, anybody they want to throw up against. And he Ron can guard Harper, any of them. Ron Harper can too. He's great. Jordan, all three of them. And Dennis Rodman can too. And Jordan, all four of those can guard anybody. <clears throat> yeah. And so whatever rotation you want. As far I mean, as this is this is exactly what you you say. So the question would be, which team's better, seventy-two and ten, or the seventy-three and nine team? Seventy-two and ten at one championship. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I'm not even talking about that. Just won a championship. I'm just talking, you know, th- there. You want to compare? Do you want to compare their best seasons? Technically, they their best it. seasons. They did finish it. Chicago Bulls did. The seventy-three and nine Golden State team did not have Kevin Durant. So therefore, but with adding him, they lost more games. Yeah, but I don't they think they were as in debt. I don't think they were as much. Yeah, but they didn't think about it. They were chasing 73-9. They weren't chasing it again. 
Yeah, there's also a difference between trying to win 79 yeah. games and trying to— or, or, yeah, But or I'm just talking games. about, like, if you look at those rosters, because mm-hmm. there, that's all you got to look at. Just look at straight records. Don't worry about if they right. won the championship or not. Those right. records, because they're very similar, they had almost the exact same seasons. The but Chicago Bulls roster is better than the Golden State Warriors roster. It is. Who's? The Bulls roster was oh. better than the Warriors roster. So the 72 and 10 especially was better than 73 and 9. In depth. Well, listen, you're, you're, you just never convinced me that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson would just shoot the Bulls out of the gym. You might win one or two games that way, but uh, the only um, the only thing that's going to teams the, the Warriors dealing with some of those teams in the past. The only thing that's going to differentiate is what what rules are we playing? What was that trip? prior 2004 or Warriors, Warriors could not guard Akeem Olajuwon. Um, the Suns, Barkley would have been. I don't know if they got anybody that could guard Barkley. Um, they're, they're probably maybe better than Portland. Uh, Portland's a more defensive team than, than offensive at all. Um, the Lakers are a little older, maybe probably better than them. Um, the seventy, I'm not that's that seventy three one, whatever. Anything with Dray, if Draymond Green's your third best player, you're not beating the Bulls. Just, just that's, right that, that's there. And that's a, <laughs> a mic drop. Just, just, just mic. Just end it. Right, real drop. quick, end the show. Yeah. Uh, here's your Olympic basketball rosters: two thousand four, mm. Iverson, Marbury, D Wade, Boozer, Carmelo, LeBron's James, Okafor, Marion, Stoudemire, Duncan, Crackhead Lamar Odom, and Richard Jefferson. Here's the team that smoked them. Carlos Delfino, Gabriel Fernandez, Leonardo Gutierrez, Walter Herman, Alejandro Ariel Mantequia, Andres Nasciani, Fabricio Oberto, Pepe Sanchez, Luis Scola, we've heard of him, yeah. Hugo Ariel <laughs> Snonokini. There's no way I got that one right. Skonokini. Ruben Walkowski and Manu Ginobili. Is he on Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> Walkowski oh, Mike is Mike Walkowski. <laughs> 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 All right, so Ginobili averaged 19 a game, Skola 17, yeah. and Nocioni 10. That was the three big names on and, that. And it beat, and those guys beat. Iverson, Duncan, Marbury, Duncan, Duncan, Wade, LeBron. <laughs> Shoot me now. <laughs> Shoot you now. I'm trying to – it wouldn't let me pull up the uh, the box Sad. score. Sad. They lost 89-81. Sad. They scored 81 points on those guys. Sad. Kobe had 81 in a game by himself one time. Sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it is that. All right, Hunter, pull up the uh, – you can. You need to pipe me up for this one because I haven't figured out the ending yet. Turn it on. Simple. There you go. I want to thank everybody for once again listening, watching Shock Jocks podcast. I'm Kevin Hayes. Zach May, you in the house today. Judah stopped by a couple of times. Judah, come over to the camera. Hey, I'm Kevin Hayes, and then Saturday, 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 Sa